That's it, everyone. It's over. Pack it up. Go home. Hey now, boys and girls, show 162 coming at you here on Teal Town USA. That's right. Welcome back to the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. Holy crap. We're done. We got three Sharks games to talk about. We got a whole goddamn season to talk about. We're going to give you our playoff picks. We're going to have a jersey giveaway tonight. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. For those of you who thought it'd be done in two hours or less, guess what? But first, if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, follow us on the social media, and if you want to support the content that we deliver, keep us commercial free. You can donate by using that super chat option right here during the live show, or throw a little something in our Venmo jar at Teal Town USA. That's where we're at. And if you are not watching live on the UBTube, make sure to add your take in the comment section below. So, this is it. Boys and girls, it's wake-up time. It's go Last time. pucknologists ever. <laughs> <laughs> Until October. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. <laughs> so, well, shit, you were off for two weeks. How about you, buddy? Was I off for two weeks? No, I wasn't. I don't remember you being here last weekend. Oh, two weeks ago. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. I see. I got you. Uh, you know, um... I, uh, the season is finally over, and I'm very happy about that. Um, like I said before, a while back, once things are officially sort of buttoned up and the Sharks are not going to the playoffs, it's hard to it's hard to be excited over small trivial things. You know, like if the you know the penalty kill goes from third to second. <laughs> All right. You know, like who cares? Like it's not going to matter the next time the Sharks play a meaningful game. So. And it's going to be quite some time until they do. <laughs> so they say. People so are saying. People, many, many people are saying. So how did it wash out? Well, let's see here. <laughs> they went 0-2-1 to end the week. Not a single win. Hell yeah. Ugh. Through 82- Dude, that's exactly what we wanted. <laughs> Dude, the Sharks... Have everybody right where they want them. Oh, dude, 3% chance. <laughs> Lottery, baby. Still a chance. <laughs> 82 games this season, and the Sharks finished with 77 points. Now, through 82 games, I had them at 82 points. So, not bad for picking in July. Off by five points, but can't call me a pessimist. I had them finishing a little better than they ended up doing. But um, <laughs> You were optimistic that they wouldn't suck as bad. Yeah. and no disrespect to Doug Wilson, but this team was, in fact, as far as people thought. (laughs) Worse, even. Vegas had them at 83.5. So for Doug Wilson last summer to sit there and go, we're not as far as people think, you are. The Sharks went 3-7-4 in April. Really quick, in in his defense, I don't know that he specified – what exactly the Sharks are far away from. <laughs> the Cup? <laughs> well, you know. Uh, uh, worst it's... record losses ever? <laughs> yeah, you know, people may people may say that, you know, it could be the other way where, you know, we're, uh, 
You know, we're not as far away from something else. and We're uh, not as far away as se- from setting the record of most one-goal losses. <laughs> but we're, we're, not, we're not as far away from a third losing season as you think. <laughs> the Sharks got three wins in 14 games in the month of April. Dude, that, this you is like exa- apples? Dude, this is exactly, <laughs> like I said, they have us right where they want us, dude. This is exactly you know, what the plan was, obviously. Um, no, I mean, as like I said, you know, I think, you know, anything after, like you've been talking about it for like over a month now, you know, as soon as, as soon as that E gets burned in next to the name, it's kind of like, you know, it's hard to get up right for it. It's hard to get up for it. And, you know, <laughs> you could say, you could make the argument, well, you know, the Sharks probably want to end the season on a good note. And I agree with that. But at the same time, you know, the Sharks are going to have a new GM, you know, God willing, they'll have a new coach. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't know that finishing on a good note is important when certain individuals might not be here next summer or uh, next fall. <laughs> are you trying to say some people might get the Spanish Archer between now and October? It, Any of those people it, work here? God, if you're fair and just. (laughs) (laughs) So, 10 wins over their last 39 games, dude. Finish sixth, just like last season. Yay. Beautiful. So, like, it was three games, and what can I tell you? I mean, it's a a 5-2 loss in the final home game versus Anaheim. In that one, um, we're going to burn through these, man. Uh, Kakinen started two of the last three. At pre pregame skate, Bugner says that uh, EK65 shut down for the season, which is what we mentioned would happen, I think, in the previous show, maybe two shows before then. Kind of, I don't know, curiously wondering why it hadn't been announced already. Like, was somebody going to be scared if he came back? Like, oh, no, Carlson's back with the team. Yeah, they, dude, it's, it's, it's a work. It's totally a work. Oh, man. Uh, they, 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 you know, their power play might go to 30th if he comes back, you know, like it, it's a work. It's it might totally have the jerk a work. bump. Yeah. It's a work, dude. That's how it, that like, you, you know, it's the, uh, oh, no, not 30th. <laughs> it's, it's the mystery of it all. You know what I mean? Ugh. Um, it, it's the intrigue. It's what gets people coming back. Sure. Fine. <laughs> it's like our show. Uh, Zegras <laughs> scores on the power play. Total top shelf. Uh, Kakinen, cool, yeah. Dude, Kakinen had no fucking... T- 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 just like, when you see something that nice, you just go, okay, go ahead. Like, like it was just too nice. Uh, Comtois 2-0, Milano 3-0. Burns finally makes it interesting with a power play goal. And you got Reedy with a tip in off of a Magnus shot. But, uh, you know... When all was said and done, after Mahura made it 4-2, to two, you knew it was over because the Sharks' D was nowhere to be found in this game. Uh, it seemed like the Sharks, honestly, had just... They blew the wad against Vegas. You know, mm-hmm. like, they were so juiced. You saw Timo just lose his shit <laughs> when everything was, you know, said and done. Chiefs flexing, plugging his ears. Yeah, he was blocking out the haters. Right? And this is the, the Sharks' third game in four nights. I feel like, at this point, they had just you know blown the wad over the weekend between fan appreciation night versus the blackhawks then the big you know adrenaline rush versus vegas by the time anaheim came in they're like yeah who whatever sure yeah the tank 
you know, the the way I would explain it is, you know, if the sharks were a vehicle, you know, after, <laughs> uh, you know, at at the, I would say, 57-minute mark of the game against Vegas, the sharks were at E. And they, you know, the tank was at E. And they, they were fortunate enough that the gas station they were trying to get to happened to be at the bottom of a hill they were at. And so they were able to just roll down it, and it was awesome. They were going so fast. Um, I go full then, matrix. There is yeah. no tank. Yeah, it's you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think when it's when it's a lost season, you know, you're not going to the playoffs, and there's a lot of uncertainty kind of across the board. I think that's all that you really have left is fan service, right? And, you know, the fan appreciation game uh, was a good game. The game against Vegas was a good game. I mean, when, you know, you get to that point when you're a crappy team where all you have to play for is fan service. And I think prior to this week, the Sharks delivered um, kind of a <laughs> different story, but whatever. Again, the season is over. I don't even dude. I don't even remember 2021. Like, I'm looking forward right now. Oh. No, I feel, but we are going to have to have a little bit of a look back. During <laughs> oh, show. sure, sure, sure. Uh, look, the story of the night in this one is a fan getting over the uh, promotions department. <laughs> you all saw it. It all went around on social media that somebody, whether they bought a Sharky Gram or bought so many tickets, whatever it is, that you're allowed a message on the Jumbotron or the center hung scoreboard or the video board, whatever you want to call it. And How that, old is that one, by the way? Uh, I want to say 14 years. You sure? I, well, I mean, I could do the math. Do you have a calculator? <laughs> <laughs> but if you, you know, take the first letter of every word uh, of, of a seemingly benign message, uh, somewhat confusing to some, but take the first letter of every word, it says, fuck the Knights. Now, there's a couple articles uh, I mean, this blew up on social. We saw some borderline plagiarism on some of the articles, to be honest. Uh, over something for me, dude, this is pretty fucking benign, you know? I mean, but I remember when I hated to, when I, when I too hated fun, it lasted about five seconds. But, dude, like, there's a few people that, like, I don't know if you guys are looking for clicks, but to, like, get this swept up in something that had it not been explained to you, you wouldn't have ever noticed, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it was a fun acrostic, you know, to kind of see out there, right? But I know words. But, <laughs> I mean. Dude, I'm going to be honest, dude. As soon as I saw that message, before I even, like, read what it was about, like, I read three letters in because I've seen so many of those types of puzzles that as soon as I saw it, I went, oh, here we go. You I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's just, it reminds me of that meme that was kind of passed around after the game against Vegas where you have, you know, it's a close up of the, the, uh, the runner, you know, they got the champagne and the metal and they're all psyched. Right. And then it zooms out and they're in like 12th place. Yeah. You know, it reminded me of that meme <laughs> solid. Uh, you know, I, I do, as you know, uh, you know, we're, we're fans of a little, little secret message and acrostic if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it just, it, it, it felt like, Again, like I said earlier, you know, the penalty kill going from third to second in a meaningless season. I mean, well, and let's cool. be honest. Let's let's just call it out, dude. 
whoever approves these messages, dude, they're going through everything with a fine tooth comb. They're going, okay, what does every second letter say? Okay, what about all the last <laughs> letter? You know, like every message from here on out is just going through the fine tooth comb. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, there's no way it's not. You know, any dude, if anything looks out of pocket, like it's gonna be heavily scrutinized. Like they're probably gonna. <laughs> What I about if it's know. the first letter, the first word, the second letter, the second word, and the third letter? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the attendance in this one to wrap everything up, 13,378. Remember this huge. year. <laughs> huge. <laughs> this season, uh, the record was set for lowest tickets. It was 1059 versus, oh, okay, I should say 10,059, uh, but 1059 versus the Buffalo Sabres early in the season. So I thought, I, you know, I, I thought they were going to go lower when they had a game versus Arizona, like on a Tuesday in December, but evidently that was not the case. But provided that the COVID numbers stay down, there are no more mandates. We'll see how and if attendance bounces back next season. Uh, go ahead. I, I can I hear you. I mean, here's the thing, and we've we've talked about oh, this all year. There's a thing. There usually is. But we, we've talked about this all year. Like, the – and I – the quote-unquote real fans oh boy. are still at the game. True that. You know, it's the – uh, you know, I'm not disparaging anybody for when they decide to turn on the game, but it's the, we'll say part-time, the part-time fans. Uh, <laughs> you're talking about the ones who like, I don't know, set a clock during intermission for 18 minutes. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> you would make a valid point, but you're failing to mention that that kind of activity occurs even in games that are absolutely God awful. I feel you. Um, but you know, it's like, we're like, we've talked about it before this show after dark discord, like anywhere that people listen, we've talked about it. The people who want to be there are there, you You know, I don't, I would be very surprised if the attendance average goes even lower. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I, I, I might be shocked if it goes up next season. If, if I guess it depends on, uh, who's the coach. Oh, or the GM. <laughs> or the GM. Or, you know, the uh, second highest paid defenseman. Well, oh, oh. well, this season, I mean, this season, San Jose, they finished 29th in attendance with an average 12,573 tickets distributed. Mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. that's not sold, that's distributed, but that's 71.6% of their barn on average. Now, that's just above Arizona, Buffalo, and Ottawa. That is not company you want to keep when you are talking about attendance. No. But to prove the theory that winning cures all the your, your ills, uh, Tampa Bay was number one, 100% sellout across, average of 19,000. And what have they done? Just won the last two Stanley Cups. So yeah, well, even – You want to put even... butts in the seat? Be a winner. Yeah, but, but that's the thing, right, is like when – you know. Winning the Stanley Cup is like it's it's kind of the cherry on top. You know, we've seen in the past, even with past Sharks teams, right, where like you don't even have to win the Stanley Cup. You just need to be good and people will show up. Mm hmm. Completely. Uh, what, what, what's Ian saying here in the chat? 
I don't begrudge people giving up season tickets, though. It's important to note that making a personal finance de- financial decision does not make one less of a fan. Absolutely. Because I've, I've gotten into that, that beef before where it's just kind of like when somebody, if you make whatever decision and then somebody's going to come along and go, oh, you're not a real fan. It's like, uh, how are we going to start? You want to you wanna see my office? You want right. to uh, compare receipts? On how much money I've spent on this team, like, don't ever tell somebody else that they're not a real fan if you don't know jack shit. You know, no, and 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 that's the and that's the thing is is you know your financials have nothing to do with it at all, right? You know, sure. you can. But you that's know, what I, I know... thought was so funny. It was just like, right. you know, what what do you want to compare as a real fan? Like, I know, I know, LeBanc is not, uh, you know, is still on IR. Oh my god. I, you know, <laughs> you know, I remember Bob Airy was the, you know, the captain in 94 when they made the Bruins versus Detroit. Like, you know, I was there. That's the thing. It's <laughs> not, you know, it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with like what you, what you know, or what you remember, you know, it, I think it has everything to do with, you know, supporting the team with your time, I think more than anything, right. You know, whether you go to the game, you watch on TV or listen on the radio, but the, the big thing for me, that's always, um, that I've always kind of held on to when making that point is I, is I've heard people who say, Oh, uh, you know, specifically like after they'd lost to Pittsburgh in the Stanley cup final, Oh, another year where, you know, another year where they didn't win the cup, I'm not a fan anymore. And it's like, okay, 30 other teams that could say the same thing. <laughs> well, and that's the, but that's, and that's, but that's what I'm saying is like, that has nothing to do, you know, that has nothing to do with money spent. Right. Where it's like, you know, you can spend $0 on the team and still be the biggest fan, you know, that's what I'm saying. But you have, what I'm talking about is you have the people who think that like, well, dude, you winning have- the Stanley cup, winning the Stanley cup is, is like, the job that you hired them for. <laughs> you have people that, seriously that will sit there and go, uh, if you say anything uh, remotely negative about the team, you're, oh, you're not a real fan. You're a hater. Right. And it's just like, um, dude, if I wasn't a real fan, I, I, I would be completely apathetic. I wouldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know? So miss me with that fucking you're not a real fan bullshit. Yeah, like that's a, just some nonsense up in here. But once again, I feel like we've gone off the rails yet again. Uh, that's fine. The <laughs> the Sharks head up to Edmonton. It ends up being a five four loss in overtime. Reimer with his final start of the season. Chief was fucking tilted. He didn't get that twentieth win. You saw him at the end of the game breaking his stick over the net. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was some straight Pecorene shit right there. But, uh, hey, Gregor scored twice in 26 seconds, and everybody lost their mind. <laughs> First career two-goal game, and we're like, can he finally score? Remains to be seen. <laughs> uh, it was all San Jose early. You got Reedy tipping in a burn slapper, just like Pavs used to do there on the power play. But, look, uh, on this one, I mean, God, there was some interesting shit going on. You got Kane kneeing Merkley, no call. Fern's got a huge hook, no call. Uh, but the you know the Sharks started started hot, and they kind of slowly cooled. And by the end, they just fizzled out with bad D. Burns standing out for me in this one. Like Burns, this was not a good defensive game for Burns. Well, and 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 I think you know the old adage, right? You see, uh, you know, you see this all the time. Like good teams 
find a way to win. Bad teams find a way to lose. And I feel like that kind of credo was was on display in this game against the Oilers. You're not wrong, sir. <laughs> they found a way to lose this one. It was that was tough, tough sledding. And you know, over those two games, that you know, each one they scored a power play goal, but just could not keep shit out of the net. They you know they let in power play goals in both of those. Finally, we end up with Seattle up in the Emerald City. Uh, if you saw us on Instagram, our man Puck Guy up in there taking all some some cool photos of around uh, what Key Arena. What's it called? Climate Pledge. I'm sorry, that just <laughs> sounds like an industrial solvent I'm supposed to clean with. It doesn't sound like, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it, Kakinen gets his final start. It's a 3-0 loss. Of course the Sharks give an expansion team their first shutout in team history. Why wouldn't they? And on a day when the NHL sets the single-day record for most goals scored, the Sharks score 0.0. I just feel like <laughs> this game and the game against Anaheim, it's... I, I, I feel like it, it's just adding more kind of more more ammo to the, you know, to the I want to give Capo Kakinen a hug argument. Like, this guy has done nothing but play good hockey since he's come to the Sharks, and he's only got two wins in, you know, 11 starts to show for it. Yeah. Well, and, and how many of those losses that Kakinen has been on the wrong side of has it been by one goal? Because the team in front of him couldn't produce a single extra goal, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Two, six, and one record, and you're thinking, oh, man, this guy sucks. Why did we give up Jake Middleton? But It was like lost 2-1, lost 3-2, lost 4 Right, but you three. look, 9-16 save percentage. Oh, you love to see it. Like, it's, oh, you dude, know. Oh, Chester Chivo calling it out. You know how you went to Vegas? Uh, puck guy went to Seattle. Didn't get the puck guy bump, dude. I've seen. <laughs> There's only the jerk bump. There is no well, puck guy bump. It's funny. I'm I'm trying to do some <laughs> quick. I'm trying to do some quick math in my head here. I've seen the Sharks this season. I saw the Sharks more away from the tank than I saw them at the tank. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, the the one versus Seattle, dude, this is just like the encapsulation of a blue balls game, man. Just lots of up and down, no finish. Can I be honest with you right now? Whip it out. I was very I, – I dozed off quite a bit during this game. <laughs> and when I went back to rewatch the game and, and, and sort of take my mental notes for doing the show tonight, I thought, didn't take wow, I didn't miss anything. Dude, I'm because we had Puck Guy on the scene up there in Seattle. I'm running the GIF program. You know, I'm doing the Giffy GIF over here. Didn't take up a lot of my night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oof, not a lot to uh, pull down. But that's the way it is. Like I said, Sharks finish 0 2 and 1 to finish this week. Uh, it's, I mean, 32 wins on the season. It's not great, kids, but. If you listen to us from the beginning of the season, it wasn't unexpected. No. <laughs> so, uh, stock up here. This could take a while because not only is it for me for the week, it's also a little bit for the season I want to get into. So, just to go back to your point, Jerk uh, Kakinen, you know, mm -hmm. two of the last 10 games he started, dude pulled a 916. Beautiful. <sighs> With his last six starts, pulled a 933. 
That's what I'm. That's 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 kind of what I was saying before, right? Where I and you know I said it. Were you saying last that? Time, I, I don't listen to you half the time. Go ahead. <laughs> last, you know, last last time I was on two weeks ago, I you know, I was saying, look, we we like Jake Middleton on this podcast. You know, we he's very respected in this house, but when you get an opportunity to oh, don't get you somebody use that like fucking word <laughs> when you when when you um, chance look. <laughs> <laughs> When you have the uh, slightest of perfect moments uh, to get Capo Kakinen and all you have to give up is Jake Middleton, like you're, you're the idiot if you don't do it. Hey, now, like I'm, I'm really hoping this kind of ends up being similar to the whole Suomela Barabanov thing. Where I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, go ahead. Like in hindsight, you come back and you go, "What the fuck were the Wild thinking?" You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's a situation, right? Similar to uh, similar to Barabanov, a team. And I don't think, like, you know, if you, I don't think it would be fair to look at that team uh, in a couple years and say, "Wow, they're so stupid. Look what they did." Mm -hmm. Because you know, it's a situation where you're sitting on a good asset, but you don't have a way to get the most out of it, and so you're kind of painted in a corner, and you have to get rid of it. You and what? it's. You know, it just so happens that you know, the Sharks have been on the uh, on the positive side of that now two deadlines in a row. Um, I don't know. All right, well, stock up, Bonino, 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 five goals, six points in the eight games that happened just before Anaheim. <laughs> so last nine games, but there isn't We don't really count that game against Seattle. We're gonna go full Curtis Brown. We didn't like it, so we won't count it. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. Yeah, the sharks didn't. The sharks didn't score, so it didn't. It was. It didn't exist. Yeah. Imagine what would the sharks' <laughs> spot in the standings be if all the games they didn't score were written off? Yeah. Oh, dude, amazing, amazing. Best team in the league. They score every night, dude, literally. That, I was gonna say that. Being said, I, if I remember correctly, dude, I think the sharks were only shut out like six times this year. <laughs> Wouldn't have been that big of a deal. It's like they could score one. They just can manufacture the extra. But, uh, yeah, Benino, like, didn't start off strong, but you have to like what he did towards mm -hmm. the towards the end of this season. Maybe getting put up on the wing instead of having to, uh, you know, trudge along on the third line with Nieto and Cogley, the O-line. Right. Well, and, and Benino had a really good uh, – season offensively last year, and he also played the wing for the Minnesota Wild, and so I'm I'm – I'm thinking that's where things are going to trend. Now, if he is going to be on Couture's left wing, I have no problem with it, as long as the right winger is not Matt Nieto. Oh, it's going to be Kevin LeBanc, right? I mean, he, you know, him or whoever the Sharks get dude, after they trade him. But I'm you telling know. you, dude, Couture with Benino and LeBanc, dude, that's a hell of a third line. <laughs> Fair point. All right, then. Uh, Noah Gregor. Here lies Gregor. He never scored. No, this week, the last six or last eight games, six points, four goals in those eight games. Like we said earlier, potting two versus Edmonton with family in tow, no less. You gotta love that. Yeah. I and and I think, you know, I, I wanted to mention it kind of in, in the stock up for the season, but we'll talk about it now. We said on our uh on our like our season preview show. Who? Uh we <laughs> You know, one of the things we said was we're expecting Noah Gregor to get a look. 
put Noah Gregor here. Give him an opportunity. We were very into him. Give him a what? And <laughs> give him give him a moment in the sun. And uh, you know he got sent to the Barracuda right away. And you and I weren't very happy about it. And he he shown. I don't I don't want to say he showed that we were right, but you know I think he showed that you know he was worth a longer look. And and we've talked about it um for a while now but you know ever ever since this the nhl first shut down to covid two years ago you know noah gregor was playing very well and never really had an had a had a chance to kind of rekindle that moment until this year and so i think for the last week and a half the last season i think if, if you're giving out the most improved award like it's noah gregor miles and away most improved biggest surprise uh, scrappy underdog of the year, whatever you want to say. Like, Well, I'm just saying, this team doesn't need another Matt Nieto. You know what I mean? No. Tory Mitchell right, 2.0. Sure. We don't need a 3.0 here. Uh, do, do I want Gregor in the conversation for the Selkie? I mean, fine. But Chief does need to finish, and at the very least, I like the way he finished this season over the last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe we'll see something different next year. You get a couple of different line mates rolling with them, and maybe there's some chemistry there. Dude spends his entire off season just target practice. I don't know. Well, it's amazing what ha- it's amazing what happens. <laughs> Brent Burns there's, there's... looks like he's available to play with kids. So get out there in front of Gregor. <laughs> well, there's there's two things to think about with Noah Gregor. Number one, uh, when you have a historically awful shooting percentage, like you're going to have some hard moments. I don't think anybody's <laughs> Dude, you know, shooting in disagreement there. this season. <laughs> oh, I know, but there's that. But also imagine like, imagine what you can do uh, when you're playing with, with guys who can get you the puck. Right. I mean, we didn't really know what to expect with Thomas Bortolo. He came to play uh, in the few games he did play. You know, he had an assist, five of them, uh, in the eight games and he played very well in a, in a short run. And then obviously Rudolph Spalsers, who we're both big fans of, you know, he's very good, No slander. you know, yeah, very, you know, very good defensively, very good at getting the puck. And, and that's the kind of guys that Noah Gregor needs. Gregor needs guys who will get him the puck. And he finally got that. He needs to not have a historically awful shooting percentage. And he finally had that at the end of the season. I, I think big things are coming for him. I hope anyway. Uh, not to be outdone, Scott or Scott. Oh, fuck, I'm I'm just all over the place. Reedy, my man, four goals, five points in the last eight games. So also four goals. Uh, what have you thought about Reedy? He's a very tough player. Like he will go. We we always say, you know, go to the net, put your stick down. I wouldn't and he, say knuckle dragger. No, not at all. No, he's very. He he's a very greasy player and i don't mean that like he's i don't mean that like he's clipping guys and he's dirty like i mean that like he's you know he he will go to you know if you say oh uh if you can get to this square foot on the ice you'll get a goal he goes there Mm -hmm. and he makes it happen you know what i mean and he's always got his stick down he has the strength and he has the mobility to get to those areas and i think he's been you know, kind of a revolution a bit for this year. I don't 
think I don't think everybody was sleeping on him per se, but I don't know that this was expected either. I mean, seven goals to end the year. You know, he was one behind Noah Gregor, who had been on the team most of the year. And <laughs> if we're hat tipping the module a little bit early, five of seven were high value, and five of his goals had a uh, modifier. So and I would imagine Reedy toi a little lower oh uh, yeah absolutely um i think because he was kind of all over the place right like he was on the fourth line the third line i think he played wing um up top uh he was he was a swiss army knife at one point yeah he was definitely that guy who it, it it for me, anyway, it felt like a mystery. Like, okay, where is he going to play today? You know, is he going to is he going to center the third line? Is he going to center the fourth line? Um, but you know, you look at the stats. I mean, Scott Reedy ended up averaging just over eleven minutes of of time on ice per game. Noah Gregor up at fifteen minutes, so four minutes less. And you know, there's more stats you can dig into. I don't think personally, in in everything I know, twenty one percent shooting percentage is not sustainable. Um, but hey, ride it while you can. Well, another stock up for me over the like last week or so, uh, Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. It, he's also in my stock down. <laughs> but Brent Burns, I mean, points in four straight games. But uh, this is what we've come to expect from Burns is that, oh, Eric Carlson isn't in the lineup. Now's my time to shine. It's so weird how that keeps happening. <laughs> but like clockwork, brother. Oh, yeah. No, I've been and, – and you know what? And uh, – I my frame of reference is the Vegas game, but that game, you know, you don't have Carlson, you know, you're you're wheeling out Magna and Malosh on the second pair, right? And I thought Burns, yeah, okay, his penalty in overtime was not so great, but I thought Burns played really well in that game. And I feel like there's a couple nitpicky things here and there, but generally speaking, I thought he finished the end of the season relatively well <laughs> you get to the point now if you see like ferraro anybody else who goes starfish you're like fucking burns yeah <laughs> so on the season on the season we're and and, and there's gonna a lot you know i gotta warn our affiliates we're gonna run long tonight but and everybody who's uh kind enough to watch us and join us right now this is gonna be a long one so strap in grab your uh your cocktails grab your waters hydrate uh smoke them if you got them but we're going to be here a little bit. Stock up. Oh, and we will have our giveaway in a little bit. Stock up for the season. Like, give me like three names that maybe came in. You know, like Timo is the easy choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, give me that player where you're just kind of like, all right, way exceeded maybe expectations that you had coming in. Well, I, I kind of clued in on it a bit earlier but Noah Gregor just because his first for one reason or another his stock was pretty low you know not even getting a fair shake to make the NHL and starting in the AHL going from there to kind of being you know locking down the third line being a power play and penalty kill option and being one of the most consistent players for large stretches of the season he comes to mind I think uh, another that one that comes to mind 
again, maybe you might say is an easy one, but I still think it's worth mentioning is Alexander Barabanov. Oh, there dude, was... all, all time stock up for me. He's like number one on the list for this season. Well, and that's the thing. And, and you look, okay, so seven points in nine games. And the question that we had coming into the season was, is that, <laughs> is that a small a, sample size? <laughs> well, well, as you say, you know, is that a bug or is that a feature, right? And he's comes in 39 points in 70 games. I think the ice time he was getting, I think if you wanted to be picky and kind of a, you know, kind of a Debbie downer about it, maybe you want more from him offensively, but I think what he's getting paid and kind of all the nonsense he had to go through this year, you know, being scratched at the beginning, injured COVID. I thought he had a very good season and I thought he, did a very good job at answering the question of, is this a bug or is this a feature, right? Yeah, dude, straw that stirred the hurdle drink. Yeah, well, and and how many, you know, how many sort of, I know Hurdle and Meyer is kind of the big pairing, but how many different trios did you see where it was Hurdle, Barabanov, and then you saw Meyer there. You Balsers. saw Dolan there. You saw Balsers there, you know, and, and he's just got, you know, He's maybe a 45-point guy, but if he's getting the puck to your big players, like that's you need that kind of guy, right? Yeah, like you're sitting there looking at what Hurdle put up this year. A large part of that, Barabanov was on, you know, was was a, a reason for that. Absolutely, and I think, oh, you know, there's not a lot of excitement. I mean, there's, you know, you can say, like I would say, kind of an honorable mention would be Jonathan Dolan, just oh. because, just because. <laughs> Coming into the season, there were no expectations. Oh, and... I would disagree with that. With Dolan, I think, mm-hmm. there was, I think there was some expectations there. Well, there was an expect. I mean, if you want to be technical, well, there was I an expectation s- he was going to be in the NHL. See, you know? no, I see. I say that just because of how everything went down with Vancouver and the whole thing was like, will he or won't he? And it just seemed to be like, you know, I'm not going to sign here unless I'm guaranteed like, you know, second line minutes minimum. Blah blah blah. Like, it, there seemed to be a lot around of it. Like. Okay, you know, Chiefs coming in, his his Johnson's been here five minutes before he got here. Like, huge BDE. And for the most part, er, early in the season, I was like, okay, kid, kid's making a point. Yeah. Uh, dude, I got to be honest, man. By, like, Christmas, I was just kind of like, really? This guy was, like, you know, trying well, to, we, like, you know, bend people over? Fuck out of here. I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but, you know, I – I'd be curious to know what comes out now that the season's over, but I wouldn't be surprised if his injury had bugged him all year. Mm, okay. You know, that wouldn't surprise me, but also kind of got, you know, he was the, unfortunately was the recipient of the jam job quite a bit. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's hard to navigate no matter who you are. Um, and then I would say Eric Carlson, you know, he finished the season on injured reserve, but if you want to break it down and look at the season in phases, from la- okay. last year, hold on, last year, historically for him, historically down year. The worst year of his career if you take out his rookie year. And then he comes in this year, yes, not healthy, which is a problem. Not consistent towards the end of his his season this year. Definitely a problem. But when the Sharks were in the hunt, as they say, he was a big part of that. And I think that's important to mention. Okay, I suppose I'll give you that. But I mean, Chief missed thirty games, bro. No, and that's what I'm saying. That's there's like I think you could put him in the stock down category as well. <laughs> okay, thank you. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, another one for me, stock up. Uh, Ryan Merkley. Yep. 
I've, I'd liked – it would have been nice to see uh, him not get the jam job on a few games, seeing players like – you know, not to take anything away from uh, a Malosh, a Magna. No, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> it's okay. You can do it. <laughs> Even a Shimmick. But there were definitely Oops, a couple – still on the team? <laughs> there was definitely a few times where Bugner scratched him, and I'm like, fuck are you doing, dude? You, you are putting a team out that already has a problem – Finding an extra goal, and you're going to say, oh, no, Burns, Carlson, ah, we got enough of those kinds of players. We don't need a third one. Are you kidding me? Like, it makes me wonder how much ice time Merkley would have gotten if Carlson didn't sit out the last whatever game, 12, 15, whatever it's been, you know? Unfortunately. I mean, we, we've talked about it quite a bit the last few weeks, but wh- whatever you think about this team, they're they're in a youth movement. You know, the idea is you play young players and you see what they have. So when you have a coach doing these things to Ryan Merkley, to Jonathan Dolan, we're saying, eh, you know what? We're good. Uh, you make too many mistakes. It's like we've talked about like failure is the ultimate teaching method. You know, mm-hmm. you need to mess up in order to know what not to do next. And, and me, I, dude, meanwhile, I, I, it you just got... felt very hypocritical to say we're in a youth movement. Look at all these rookies we've had play, but you dig into like the ice time and shifts per game and all that stuff. And it's like, you're not getting, you're not telling the whole story. And, and meanwhile, in a post game, Bugner's asked about Magda and he really wants him like a thousand percent to be here next season. I mean, you know, uh, it, that doesn't surprise me because I've always viewed Megna as an AHL defenseman and Bob's an AHL coach, so it makes oh, sense. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Boy, we're just spitting venom in every direction. Just wrap it up, everybody. Dude, Last we're, dude, after, dude we're off. <laughs> we're off until October, everybody. <laughs> we're off until October. Nobody's going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, And you know what? Not for nothing. Right, but you know Ryan Ryan Merkley was only was only minus ten this year, and I know you say, "Ooh, minus ten, that's awful." Yes, it is, but it's not great. Right? But, <laughs> What's Eric Carlson? <laughs> <laughs> Eric Carlson minus fourteen. Oh, Brent Burns, Brent, and now granted, Carlson and Burns, I take them out of it because they play way more minutes. I don't even look at them. Sure, but Radim Shimmick, less Ooh. minutes, less minutes, minus thirteen. Uh, Nick Malosh, a minute and a half more than Merkley. He was minus 17. Mm. You know, Jacob Magna somehow found a way to be minus one. Good for him. Um, how many? How much time did uh, Balsers get on the power play over the entire season? About 23 seconds? Oh, well, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. But point being is, is we, you know, there was all this awesome stuff said about Nick Malosh, right? But you, you dig into it, like, for only playing, you know, Ryan Merkley, 15.23 per game. Nick Malosh, 16.53 per game. Literally a minute and a half to the second. Mm. Is a minute and a half extra ice time per game, does that equal being an extra minus seven? I feel like that, I like, you know, I feel like a mi- I feel like 90 seconds is not a big enough difference to be okay with an extra minus seven. Well, the other thing that I kind of look at here, let, let's let's get Ian's comment, but Malosh could develop into an important number six. Oh, hold on. He had to turn off the sarcasm key. Uh, <laughs> the the thing with me, it's like it was already, it was pretty obvious to us and 
you listen to what the, the, they were telling the uh, the media. There was a lot of that, you know. What 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 was your gag about it? It was something like we're we're close to being close. Yep. Yeah, that kind of a thing where it just seemed like they were blowing smoke for a long time trying to say, you know, well, if we just string together a couple of wins, yeah, but you're not. You're not going to. So right. stop that. So to know <clears throat> very early on that this was essentially going to be yet another lost season, why not give more opportunities to a cat like Merkley, especially if you're looking at the roadmap down the, you know, little, little further down the, into the future and thinking, hey, you know what? This summer, we, have the, we got this, this big bearded guy that might get us some assets back that, boy, he could free up some cap space, but we got this kid back here who can do a lot of the shit he does. Maybe we should give Merkley some more looks. It's a lost season. There's nothing to lose except getting him more experience, more acclimated to the game in the NHL level. I don't know. Seems like well, something I would have done. Well, and that's and that's what you know, that's what I said. When when Bordelow signed his entry level contract, I what did I say to you? I said, I don't care if he's the worst player on the ice. I want him to play every game. And he did. And so why can that same logic not apply to Ryan Merkley, mm-hmm. to Santeri Hatika, to Jonathan Dolan? Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're in a youth movement, you generally shouldn't <laughs> Move be, that youth. You generally shouldn't be scratching your young players because they make normal young player mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord. Like if, if you want to, if you really want to get into the weeds, Let's talk about some of the normal young player mistakes that 37-year-old Brent Burns makes, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a, certainly a ton on display versus Edmonton last week. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, that's. I think that's a, a, a good... Stock up for the season. I got one more. Yeah. Uh, this podcast. I oh! feel like... And, and what I mean to say by that is I feel like, you know, this is our... If you can believe it, this is our sixth season doing the podcast, and I... I personally feel like we still get better every year. I feel like we got better as this season went on. Yeah, I would agree with that. Had some tough talks. <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of <laughs> come to Jesus meetings. A lot of carpets were worn out and walls were punched. <laughs> <laughs> you right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I would completely agree with that. Okay, let's get to the fun part. Uh, stock down. The Sharks again still haven't signed Barabanov, so like I said, yep. you shall remain there until that happens. Perpetuity, uh, as they say. <laughs> Burns again, horrific D this week. Like I had him stock up for the points, but dude, that was some that was some bad D. Uh, I, this is going to be unpopular, but you know what, James Reimer, you know he was my MVP for the season, but for his last ten starts, dude, he had an eight ninety four with a three twenty. Like Martin Jones had better numbers, which like, is hilarious because that's a significantly lower bar, dude. That's what I'm saying. So to to see Reimer, but. Again, though, you got to put some of that on the team in front of him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was so good early on. And how, you know, it, pulling the – imagine where this team had been if it was Hill and, I mean, I don't know, Kozanosh. Could you imagine? <laughs> right. Well, and imagine, you know, Dude, imagine – they'd be battling Arizona and Montreal for worst. Right. Well, and imagine – you know, uh, 
Hill and Kojanosh, but also imagine imagine where the I don't want to say that the team would miraculously be in a playoff spot, but ima- imagine where the team would be if instead of doing one A, one B, one A, one B, the Bob oh, just went hot with hands. hot goalie. You know, there was a stretch where Reimer was the better goalie, but Hill was playing. There yeah. was a stretch where Hill was the better goalie and Reimer was playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I feel like that sort of uh, takes the blowback off of Reimer a little bit because he is on the stock down list. But it is worth saying. Like, I feel like, I don't know, for the – I mean, you could say the goaltending deployment was fair, but – I don't know that that necessarily <laughs> makes shit it about right. fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did oh, you dude, see what PJ said? Dude, calling us out. I feel the podcast didn't give 100% in the corners. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take you into a corner, PJ. Anyway, uh, stock down for the just for the season. You know, somebody mm-hmm. who came in and maybe the expectations were of a certain level and Chief did not meet them. I, I mean – Look, I'm going to start, dude. Eric Carlson, dude, yeah. finish a goddamn season, you know, play 72 games? <laughs> you know, is that too much to ask? Well, and and the thing that always that's confused me and we we kind of broke it down. We went into the weeds on it a couple weeks ago. For a guy who avoids contact like the plague, <laughs> how are you getting banged up so much? <laughs> Dude, please, please tweet that right now so I can remember it for later and then pin it to my own Twitter. Like, dude, that and, is and, brilliant. Somebody put that in the chat right now. That and was, I hate Jeff's kiss. I hate to insinuate that he's injury prone because I I'm one of those people who doesn't believe that he is injury prone. I think it's a situation where, you know, I I bet if you really did a deep analysis, the things that Eric Carlson is dealing with are normal bumps and bruises that everybody's dealing with. It just so happens that he's out of the lineup for it, you know, and I can't, I can't say why I really don't know, but you look at it and dude, we've talked about it numerous times. You know, my kind of perfect defenseman is that guy who initiates contact. Oh, you're in the corner. I'm not going to blow you up, but I'm going to put a shoulder on you. You're trying to skate by me along the wall. Well, you know, how does glass taste? Like you need to be physical as a defenseman. You look at, you look at Eric Carlson uh, he only had 18 hits, which is way too low. I mean, Brent Burns, who I, I personally think Brent Burns doesn't hit enough, he had 55. You know, Jacob Megna, 71. Jake Middleton, 89. Radim Shimek, 96. Uh, Mario Ferraro, 140. Nick Malash, 158. I don't like Nick Malash as a player, but God damn it, he is physical in the right way, and I like that. And you know what? I think we neglected on stock up to put Mario Ferraro in there. For, for there are some people who may disagree with you. Okay, but I mean, you hear about, dude, for him laying it out on all, uh, laying it all out on the line, right? You know, like I don't anybody, I don't think anybody expected him to have that many blocks. Sure, that's fair. So you know, I'll give him that. But uh, to to back to Ek and his his thoughts on on the injury. Here's what he had to say during his exit interview. And it's nothing bad, uh, you know. As I said, if we were in a different situation, it probably wouldn't have been an issue. But being where we were, uh, you know, for the first time in my career, I, I put myself first. What was that? For the first time in my career, I put myself first. Hold on. Can we run that back again, please, in the truck? 
and it's nothing bad. Uh, you know, as I said, if we were in a different situation, it probably wouldn't have been an issue. But being where we were, uh, you know, for the first time in my career, I I put myself first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounded better. That sounded better. Oh, it's with the goofy laugh track. <laughs> that sounded a little more on brand. Jesus. <laughs> I put myself first. Get the hell out of here. <sighs> so, uh, who else stocked down for you overall on the season? I, I mean, think... I, I can't put Vlasic there because I didn't have much hope for him to begin with. I would say... Shimmick. I would say... I was going to say Radim Shimmick because... Mm. And not... I was not expecting him to be what he was his rookie year, but I was thinking, okay, bad couple years, injuries are behind him. Let's see if he can be a serviceable defenseman. And I thought there were nights that he did actually play pretty well, but generally speaking over the course of the year, I thought it was more of the same of the last year and a half. And so that's not to say he failed to meet my expectations, but I thought, I thought he would have, I thought he was primed for a bounce back and it didn't really feel like he took that. And winning my overarching season-long stockdown award, we grant it to you, Mr. Lane Peterson. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this guy signed for another year? <laughs> How? <laughs> How is your I, head not exploded from that? You know, I think if i think if he had just if he had just started the year in the AHL you would have been fine with it right yeah because he probably would have played in the AHL played well, sorry <laughs> and stayed there <laughs> play, not but not even that played well in the AHL got confidence got feeling good and maybe he comes up and does something but he kind of oh we give up a fourth round pick for this guy and he has to go through waivers keep him in the NHL even if he's not ready you know i almost kind of wonder i don't i don't even I've I've done a lot of thinking about this, and I don't I don't think it's fair to say he's a bad player. I think he had his confidence rattled a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, another stock down for me over the course of the season, but also specifically for this week. And again, he is at the bottom of the ocean, and he's found a way to go even lower. Uh, Bob Bugner, did you know that the Sharks' power play, which went. Uh, <laughs> Two for uh, let me see what is that? Two oh. for six this week. The Sharks' power play that went for two for six this week featured Rudolph Spalser's a grand total of zero minutes and zero seconds. So Bob, you're saying stock down just for the week or overall in the season? Because I would have him stock Both. up on the season. Okay, <laughs> I would I would have him stock up only because. You know, like let's let's draw the the linear line here. It's the, <laughs> the being <laughs> being thrown in. You know, after uh, PDB gets a Spanish archer, he gets thrown in, doesn't unable to choose his staff, all the shit that he has to deal with there. I mean, dude, when you got when you're attached to Roy Sommer, like you're already you know <laughs> swimming upstream, right. then. The next season, you know, it's the it's the 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 bubble hockey or whatever you want to call it, where the <clears throat> hubs hub divisions hub division. Okay, fine, but you got to deal with that where you do your entire preseason camp, everything in Arizona, and then what? First fourteen of sixteen or twelve of fourteen games, whatever. You don't even get to play in your own home barn, like 
a lot went against him. And then even coming into this, uh, coming into this season, like at the last minute, Rocky Thompson bows out. So you got to find somebody to replace him and thank God McLean was there. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I would say thank God, but go ahead. Well, I mean, better than nothing. And when, <laughs> but when Bugner <laughs> was out, I thought McLean like filled in admirably. Sure. Sure. But if I remember correctly, during those games that McLean was in, the Sharks had a winning record. Like they were doing they good. Did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I would say that's, that's all a net positive. And on this season, bringing together uh, the team, let's be honest, this was all, this season was about changing the culture back away from whatever had poisoned it. There are some that are going to say Kane, there are some will say it was something else. But when you listen to those exit interviews from a year or two years ago, Martin Jones saying the team splintered, they went their different ways. Uh, I know there are a couple other players that kind of hinted towards that. You know, these players everything's a you know they're like wallpaper you can't get a read on them you don't know what they're saying half the time but a lot of them talked about the team did not come together when the chips were down and this season they seem to enjoy playing hockey again they seem to enjoy playing with each other playing hard for each other mm-hmm. for as long as this season has been circling the drain and i think ian broached this at one point in the last week or so might've been on last week's show, but the one thing you can't fault Bugner for these up until the end, well, okay, maybe not the Seattle game, but up until the end, these guys still played hard as fuck for each other. Yeah. And you and didn't I, see that the previous two seasons. And I think Bugner should get a little credit for that. And I, and I do the things that you mentioned, I do agree with generally. I think the culture was better. The camaraderie was better. The, um, the ability to battle back, I think, was better, you know. But at the same time, you know, Ian kind of made my point for me in the chat saying he got the team to play. Congratulations, you're the coach. And I think that's a good way to put it. And, and we were yeah, big but even, fans. We've seen teams quit on coaches, though. Sure. But I think, you know, we saw last year Bob was not afraid to hold people accountable, even if they were making a lot of money or they were number one in their position. You know, that went away this year. Bob, mm. when well, he Vlasic first... did get scratched this year. Okay, once. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember that game quite specifically. <laughs> you know, and, and think about the last couple of years. Bob recognized what Ferraro bought, brought to the team, played him more minutes. Recognized what Kanijov brought to the team, played him more minutes. For you whatever know, reasons, did not recognize what Balsers brought to the power play. <laughs> that's, but that's what I'm saying. And so... You know, the holding people accountable went away this year. The giving young guys opportunities went away this year. So, okay. So, I mean, to be fair, you can say certain things stock up, certain things stock down. So, as it stands... I would say more more down than up, but sure. Okay. So, so for you, with Bugner having one season left on his current deal, you are in favor of a GM that goes... Bob, you've been great here and during both of your tours of duty, but we're willing to go in another direction now. Is that where you're at? Yes, and and you know, I oh. I made the point <laughs> You should have said something earlier. I only noticed it a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, you know, I I've made the point before where if the, if the goal is to acquire young talent and draft picks and all that stuff, who cares if the coach is bad because the team is going to be bad anyway. I 
agree with that mindset a hundred percent. However, if you're in a youth, like we talked about earlier, if you're in a youth movement and the coach you have isn't going to play the young guys, doesn't matter how good or bad they are, they need to go. Cool. I can agree with that. I can get on board, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I feel that's a pretty good. You know what? I, one more I might say kind of stock down, and maybe this also comes from the uh, Eric Carlson Department of Staying Healthy, Aiden Hill. You know, like he, I think he had a, you know, he had he a had, bad beat, I think. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, you look at what his last game was like a shutout and then after, and then you never heard from the fucking guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, he wanted to go out on top. Dude, I know, right? But uh, I'm going to be real interested to see how the Sharks handle their goaltending. They're not, they've already said they're not carrying three. It would make sense that Reimer is the one that you, Heave ho. But then again, I also talked about his last 10 starts weren't the best. So, you know, I never, see, we're in a what have you done for me lately league. See, the point you're making, you're you're thinking with you're in your mind, you're thinking age. And I think that's OK. You know, man, what team doesn't want two 25 year old goalies to flip back and forth between? But correct. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I think if you go with Kakinen and Hill, you're basically saying it's another year of one up, one down, and we'll see who's the better goalie. If it were me, and you'd be selling him at a loss, but if it were me, I would see if somebody's interested in Aiden Hill, and I would keep Reimer to be the Wiley veteran, and I would just give Kapanen, Ka- sorry, Capo Kakinen a majority of the starts, whether he wins or loses. I, I, I agree with you on that. I completely agree with you on that. That is the way I would go. Okay. Yeah, but I go back to what you said though. It's like, man, that's 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 some shitty PR to have to fucking deal with. G- giving a, giving up a second to get him along with Kozanash and getting him back with a fifth, and now you you let him go and it makes you wonder like what would he'll be worth right now? Well, especially especially because and, it, and it's I not think, at the deadline. It's at the right. you know it's going to be over the summer, which means even the the value is even going to be less. And I and I and I do think he'll he'll will get traded. Right or do I don't want to. Sorry, I misspoke. If Hill is the goalie to go, he will get traded. I don't think the Sharks are just gonna. Cause well, actually, you know what? The point I was gonna make is not a valid point anyway, because he has next year under contract. Yes. But what I was gonna say is, think about the optics of it. Right? You give up a second for Hill, and then you trade him at a loss this summer. Well, what about last year? You give up a third for Ryan Donato, and then you just let him go for nothing. Yeah. Those are a couple, yeah, kicks in the balls. And 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 again, I don't, I don't, myself personally, I don't think a rational person would see a narrative there. But somebody would say, "Oh my God, we traded draft picks for guys that we didn't keep." And I think, mm. I don't necessarily agree with what that they're is... trying to, what they're trying to say. But I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, but that's yeah, total Doug Wilson. Uh, you know, not the Doug Wilson school of thinking, but uh... right. And 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 Ryan Donato is not some elite superstar player by any means. But Who the hell I, is Ryan Donato? <laughs> but you know, as an aside, like I thought he would have been a better option for the third line. As much as I love Noah Gregor, he would have been a better option for the third line than Noah Gregor was at the beginning of the season. Jerk is uh, is Seabrook your burner account? No. Oh, okay. Let's see. In before I do, know, by I do notice a lot of people are campaigning. For me to get be the, the next GM, and uh, well, you know, dude, you were campaigning for it. 
well, yeah, and people have clearly jumped on board for some reason. So, you know, you know Jonathan Becker. I think you need to give him give him my number. I did appreciate the tip. I did. You know, it's funny. I was like, uh, I so I was listening to you know your your chat with him, uh, on fr- from this past Friday, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, um, he said you Put asked him about the guy, GM. Right? Yeah, you asked him about the gym, and he was like, "Oh, it's your it's your partner in crime." And I'm like, "Yes, I'm moving up the ladder." And then he said, "Yeah, Eric," and I'm like, "Oh, no. I'm like, no, Eric, I'm the partner in crime." <laughs> oh man. So, all right. Well, no, that was a good. That was a good listen, though. You know. Oh, thanks. Yeah, he like, uh, again another guy who sometimes can be like wallpaper, but. Uh, I, I, you know, I definitely think what you guys talked about is not gonna. Uh, uh, appeal to everybody but i thought as a you know listening to two people have a conversation i thought it was really good thank you yeah yeah, no he's he's always fun to chat with uh doesn't tell me a lot but he's fun to chat with (laughs) (laughs) so look i i can see the desire to you know it's like the the easy call here is to go well you know three seasons and he sucked all three years well first off it wasn't a full three seasons it was two and a half right for bugner so well, and I and I feel like this season, you know, because because you asked me the question two years ago and I said not fair to judge. You asked me the question last year and I said not fair to judge. This year it is fair to judge. And you're 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 uh, you are team Spanish Archer. I am okay, and I and I can I can agree with that. I, you know that look, you you did what you were asked to do. You know, bring the team back together. And now he's a, tra- the- he's a transitional guy. Yeah. And dude, did did his job again? I like I wouldn't mind it if he stayed on as an assistant. Like the the players really seem to respond to him. Uh, the, you you can look at the PK. Uh, you can you know look at a, at a few things that he he's done he's done well. You know he, Burns got his Norris under Bugner's tutelage. He's got to be like. I'm just thinking about it. Like you said, you know, the guys are really receptive to him and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to be like hilarious or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe he's really funny. Like he's always got a good joke or, you know, I don't know. But <laughs> Two hockey players walk into a bar. Like I just, you know, like the, you're right. The, the players do like him, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't think it has anything to do with, with winning. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of like the key. Uh, so let's get into a couple more things here coming out of the, uh, exit interviews, which, uh, a couple of which were, were rather interesting. Uh, Vlasic, uh, you know what? Let's, let's end with Vlasic cause there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's, uh, let's finish off with, um, Evander Kane stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll try to pull the laugh track on this. <laughs> that type of change hasn't happened here in a long time. So I don't really know how, uh, how that will go over, how it will work. Uh, but you know, usually when uh, when new people come in at, at positions like that, you know things are going to change, and, and you know, quite frankly, things are going to have to change. So you got Kane, or Kane, you got Carlson talking about that. You know, things have to change. And I I like that he said that. Like I know there's a lot of there's a lot of questions about his commitment and his leadership abilities and all this kind of stuff. But Are you talking about saying, Carlson? <laughs> Carlson, yes. Oh, okay. But him saying that things have to change, I think is spoken <laughs> like a... Look in the mirror, motherfucker. No. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is I think by saying... I think him saying that, he's being a good leader in that moment. He's saying, 
we need to do better. Things need to get better. As you say, your big thing, your favorite thing in the world is acknowledging reality. And that's exactly what he what he's done this year. He did it at the exit interview last year. You know, you know, we have good players here. We're not rebuilding. We need to be better. This year, he says things need to change. He's coming out and he's saying what is what. Now, granted, do some of the things that need to change are the way he plays? Yes. But I I like it much better than, you know, it seemed like there were some other comments where it's like, well, you know, yeah, we lost, but like we're all friends. It's like, okay. <laughs> Kumbaya. Yeah, like friendship circles don't win the Stanley Cup, last I checked. Last I checked. And I, I like Chris coming in hot. There once was a hockey player from Nantucket. <laughs> do you do you get that or are you too young for it? No, I got it. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, Evander Kane might have, or Jesus Christ, I can't get his name out of my head. Eric Carlson might have been the only one during the post game or the, uh, the end of season exit interviews. The only one that dared speak Evander Kane's name. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, uh, you know, we, we're not playing a sport where, uh, you know, one guy can, can make it or break it for you. Uh, we're all part of everything. And, and, uh, you know, I don't think that, he was the source for, uh, uh, you know, any really, like it shouldn't really affected us uh, the way that it did. And, you know, obviously it turned out the way that it did this year. And, and you know, everybody's talking about how everything, uh, you know, chemistry-wise is better. Um, so, again, I don't think that uh, it's full onus on on just Kaner leaving and, you know, us figuring it out. I think it's on all of us. I think we made a, you know, conscious effort this year to uh, to try and, you know, be a little bit tighter and play a little bit different for each other. And, and uh, you know, that was one of our goals, and that's one of the ones that uh, we succeeded with. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't take us uh, where we wanted to go, which is, you know, to be in the playoffs. So Again, spoken, and I know I'm going to get heat, spoken like a good leader, you know. Didn't say me or I or, you know, any of that, you know, spoke about the team, spoke positively about the team, and, you know, was very honest. And I... Whatever you want to say about how he played this year, I appreciate him saying those things. That, yes, that I will say. And called it, it seemed to be kind of an ongoing thing in the, uh, the exit interviews, it, acknowledging, again, acknowledging reality that we need to score more. Mm -hmm. You know, that this was a team at one point, second in the league, hasn't been above 25th since then. That's something that needs to be addressed. Right. So let's let's get some talent up in this bitch. Uh, the captain in his uh, some some comments on the season from Logan Couture. Yeah, this this was you know a very weird season. Um, you know, it felt like almost three seasons in one. We had so much going on. You know, everyone around the league was dealing with COVID and the shutdowns, and we had a you know, our GM uh, Doug stepped away and. There was almost some uncertainty there with what was going on. So there's just a lot that uh, that happened. I thought we dealt with it extremely well. We showed up and worked very hard. Our coaching staff kept us prepared on a day-to-day -day basis. So, you know, there's a lot going on. But as a team, we uh, we stuck with it and, um, you know, kind of ignored the outside stuff. So what do you think about Logan there? I, I kind of, I don't know. It, it was hard to get what he was trying to say at first but again you listen to it and it doesn't it doesn't feel like any sugarcoating or any rah-rah cheerleader nonsense like it feels 
very open and very transparent and, you know, I don't necessarily want to go there, but very contradictory to how other, you know, mediums for this team sort of put the opinion out there. Like, Oh yeah, I feel you. Refreshing to hear people connected to the team being honest about the situation, giving their true and legitimate thoughts and, kind of where they think things need to go as opposed to, you know, like, I don't, I don't think Couture was whiting out the E next to the Sharks game, you know, <laughs> on the bulletin board or, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's nice to hear the honesty for a change. Yes. Yeah. But to be fair and something that I say too many times, but it should also be acknowledged that Anytime a player was asked their opinion about Bugner, because obviously the GM thing is swirling in the background, and they mm -hmm. were asked about uh, the G, you know, what do you think about Bob potentially being replaced, so on and so forth, and it's uh, you know Ferraro's out there going, uh, you know, I really like this coaching staff. C Couture saying the same thing, Brent Burns saying the same thing, and I listened to it, and they all seem to be very raw, raw, you know, circle the wagons about Bo around Bugner, which I get. You know, they, they've become tight with him, and that's fine and everything like that. But I also kind of go the other way, and I go, well, what are they? What else would they say? You know, especially right. if it's a guy who, like like a Balsers or a Dolan or, so, you know, somebody who's just going, yeah, I didn't – did Balsers. Could, yeah, he's okay, but, I, you know, power play would have been fucking nice once in a while. Right. <laughs> you know, like, is that what he's going to say? <laughs> Well, so I don't know if you saw. Like in hurdle, could, I don't like Bob. I don't like Bob much. He's, he he don't he don't play me with same guys enough. I hate him. So I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw. Um, but you know, Couture posted on his Instagram story a picture from like the you know the escape room group, oh. and uh, they were all you know they were all holding up like signs. You know, it's like oh best teammate. Uh, you know, I escaped first. You know, nonsense like that, <laughs> and. Uh, Somebody kind of, <laughs> somebody sort of photoshopped it. Photoshopped it uh, to all the signs to say different things, and the one with Balsers, it's it just said "F you, Bob." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking glorious. I wish you would have sent that to me. I would have posted it during the show. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, there was there were some other things in there where I was like, ah, probably don't want to share that out there. But <laughs> no, I like you know. it. Uh, Chris, our buddy, we miss you, man. Uh, coming in hot. Does any player ever throw the coach under the bus? Of course, that was the point I was making earlier. You know, it's like, what are they really going to say? Well, especially when he's, you know, especially when he's your boss and he's, he's probably 15, 20 feet away from you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like within hand throwing distance, you know, ask, you know, that, that's why most of these, you know, kind of hot, hot takes, if you will, from the players or from the coaches comes, late in the off season or, you know, from not North America, you know, mm -hmm. the, the exception being obviously, I don't know if you had your eye on anything coming out of the Winnipeg Jets locker clean out, but there's a lot of controversy going on over there. Let me tell you. Oh, just because of how good Kyle Connor is or <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, you know, maybe we'll talk about it on discord, but you know, Mark Shifley talking about, Oh, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to be here. Oh and, you know, shit. Okay. Yeah. And, all, all and, right. and you know, Paul Stastny saying that, you know, some of the players didn't play for each other. and See, yeah. so similar to kind of what Jones said last year where you get some splintering going on. All right, right. That's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, maybe that'll be something we talk about in Discord. Yeah, oh, man. What was the first line? Um, 
Well, uh, I mean, it, Mark Shifley, yeah, he said a whole bunch of stuff, but kind of the, the message that it was is like, oh, you know, I need to basically saying I need to look out for myself and, oh. you know, I don't really know what's going to happen and, you know. Yeah, see, everybody for the Sharks, they seem to be uh, a bit more uh, congealed, <laughs> a little bit better than that. Uh, Chris, again, uh, you know, acknowledging reality isn't everything, but it sure as hell is necessary as a first step to fixing things. Yes. Yes. Uh, Ian saying uh, Bob is a great assistant coach. He's just miscast as a head coach. I would agree with that. Um, now, here's the... Uh, the the cherry on the exit Sunday, if you will. Vlasic, I don't want to say he was full on dry sidle pissy, but he let's just say that there was an error about it. Uh, first, let's get to him talking about his potential buyout. Uh, is there any concern on your part that, that the organization might buy out the rest of your contract? No. Why would they? Well, I'm not worried at all. I signed here. They signed me, so I honor the deal. So Chiefs wear, you know, they signed me. I signed here. All honor the deal. All while wearing a shirt that says loyalty, dude. That is not a misfire. That that wasn't something that he just saw in his closet and said, "Oh, I haven't worn this in a while, dude." That he knew he was going to be on camera. I hmm. guarantee you that was a calculated move. Well, and and as you and, know, and for him always... to sit there when they sat, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but for him to sit there. Where they're like, you know, are you worrying about being bought out? And he's like, no, why? Why would they? And it's like, <laughs> because you suck. They're paying you $7 million right. for a, as a 5-6. That's why. Like, are you completely out to lunch? Well, and, and, and you know, Vlasic kind of comes off as a quiet guy, but he's uh, he's never... Quiet, but dude, Yeah, caustic. but he's never... He's ne yeah, he's never been afraid to speak his mind. You know, he... Um, you know, with all the Olympics nonsense, you know, years ago, I think it was, oh, think yeah, it was before 2018, he's tweeting the NHL, hey, what do you think about this coming year's gold medals? You know, and he's, you know, there was a, a player, you know, a player interview talking about the CBA, and he was the only player that chose not to be anonymous. And he came yep. out and he was like, yeah, you know, escrow sucks and I hate it. And, you know, stuff like this, you know, the buyout and talking about getting scratched. And he's, I do think there's a degree to, him kind of maybe resting on his laurels a little bit, but I also give him props for standing up for, you know, how he feels and what he believes in, you know? Oh, d without a doubt. I mean, his convictions, bar none. Yeah. But it, I, I don't know. I, I got a kick out of the fact of just him, you know, are you worried about being bought out? Why? No, why would they? <laughs> Have you seen your stat line? Have you seen your, like, contract? <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, they, it's been mentioned a couple times, you know, uh, and nothing, I don't know the way it was framed on 32 thoughts, you know, Elliot said, and Jeff, both of them said, you know, I wonder if the sharks look into buying out Vlasic. And even though, even though that was strictly a, Hmm, this popped into my mind and I wanted to say it like that doesn't pop into your mind unless there's a reason for it. Even if there's like, there's no truth to it and there's nothing that backs it up and it was legitimately just a thought. No thought is random. No. You know? Yeah, right? Like yeah, there's there's something behind it. This is oh man, this is a this is a new one. Uh Talmai G, I hope I'm getting that right. Uh this person puts my ex is a lineman and says Vlasic is an ass. Now, obviously that's hearsay, but we welcome you to the uh to the podcast. 
but that's an interesting take. I mean, I I still go back. One of the funniest you know moments I've ever seen with Vlasic was the road. What was it? Road to the Stadium series or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you know, like he goes for some hit or whatever, and Vlasic's like, you know, hey, hey, easy, fuckface. And the LA play, did he just call me fuckface? I don't know. He calls a lot of people that. So <laughs> I love that about him. Uh, but I felt, dude, he, um, I feel like Vlasic might have got a little pissy when the time on ice question was broached. So let's get into that. Considering I had limited minutes. Third on the back end in points, more physical this year. Um, so imagine if I played more. And why do you think there was limited minutes? That's not for me to tell you. Of course you want more ice time, right? That's not for me to tell you. I just go out there and help the team win. If I'm on the ice, uh, no matter how many minutes I get, that's my job, to help the team win. I never complain about ice time. Um, I just go out there and do what I have to do to help this team win. Dude, okay, I'm sorry. I love this, dude. As I, I never it. complain about ice time. And he literally just said, hey, you know, I was third in points on the blue line or whatever. Imagine if I had more ice time. Dude, that's literally complaining about not getting enough ice time. I don't know that it's complaining more or more well, it's so a being, subtle like, dig, you know. being like, hey. It's, it's a subtweet. <laughs> saying, hey, makes you think. Yeah. No, it's definitely no, but that. You know what? But, like dude. I said, it, the, the convictions, you know, like <laughs> I – I love that. I love like that. I I quite enjoyed hearing that. You know, I some pe some people may say, oh, he you know he's so he's so rude. You know, why does he have to be that way? But you know what? Like again, he's being honest and he's saying exactly how he feels. And I and I appreciate the hell out of that. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I oh boy. His you know do you do you, you know where he was at something along the lines of uh you know is there a reason why you don't think you got more time on ice well that's not for me to say <laughs> well I mean you might want to look at your stat line but okay and 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 Ian also making a good point remember that season I want to say it was last season or maybe the year before where he had multiple game misconducts for yelling at the referees oh, yeah, dude i remember there was one like he literally caught a 10 minute misconduct at 1959 of the third period yeah <laughs> that was fantastic because chief does have some good chirps yeah oh man all right he's got some good chirps but uh let's finish off this season if you will to the uh stat cast <laughs> Power play, they finished at 19%, which was good for 22nd in the league, which, to be fair, uh, that was pretty much where they were at all season. You know, went down to 23 or 24th at one point. I think it got as high as maybe 18th, but kind of stuck there for most of the season. The the PK, again, second year in a row, stellar, 85%, second in the NHL. So that's whoever is taking care of the PK <laughs> – figured out five on five like how is it that you're able to deploy four on five but five on five not so much i don't care. <laughs> right <laughs> uh face-off percentage they finished 49.6 at one point they were like at 54 they were like think like top six top seven in the league they end up finishing 17th so probably need to uh work on that as coach now again and this is uh the overused comment to be fair how many different centermen did they have switching in and out of there? I mean, you you saw 
Bordalo in there. You had Cogliano in there. You had uh, Couture in there. You had Hurdle in there. I mean, there was just so many. It was a revolving door. Couture and Hurdle probably taking the you know the lion's share, but the guys taking the third and fourth line. I mean, it was you know one day it's Reedy, one day it's Weatherby, one day you know what I mean. So. Well, and that's the thing. You had a lot of, you know, just looking at the stats right now, you had one, two, three, four. You had four guys, you know, Hurdle, Benino, Weatherby, and Couture, who took a majority of the faceoffs uh, this year. And and everybody else, you know, they took decent. Bordalo, Peterson, Reedy took a decent amount as well. But the rest were mainly situational, you know. Yeah, exactly. But still, you know, when you when you're dropping in – uh, fresh face, you know, the the pimple faces against the grizzled vets, eh, they're probably going to start off their career at a, you know, <laughs> they're going to be less than 50% on the draw. Right. But uh, on the blue line, overall, uh, you had 34 goals and 117 assists. That's good for 151 points over 82 games. That's 1.8 points per game coming in from the blue line. Not horrible, by any stretch, I think it's a slight improvement over last year, which is all you're hoping for. And perhaps some of that came from the fact that Carlson, when he was in the lineup, had a little bit of a bounce back year. I'd be curious to know how that compares to other teams around the league. Absolutely. That's something we'll have to uh, run the numbers on. Uh, what, what's your final? Give me your top five in the module. How much did it really fluctuate this season? Um, the top three... <laughs> Say it with me. The top three is the top three. Timo <laughs> Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture. What a not shot. even not even close. Um, we saw the top five kind of bounced around a little bit. You know, it ended up being Benino and Jonathan Dolan to finish out uh, as four and five up there. But you know, Burns was up there. Barabanov was up there. Rudolf Balsers was up there. Carlson was up there. You saw you saw the four and five spot kind of bounce around a little bit. Something that stands out to me. So uh, Scott Reedy, as we mentioned earlier, very quickly shot up uh, the rankings of the module. You know, he ended up finishing 9, 10, 11th, uh, which is sounds not that impressive. But considering how many guys played a game for the Sharks this year, he's he's in the top. I don't know. I would say top 30 percent. Um Interesting also to me, you know, all the words that are said about Noah Gregor, he had eight goals this year. Seven of them were high value goals. The one that was a medium value goal was his final goal of the season. <laughs> That's great. So, you know, I, I think there's a conversation to be had there is, you know, kind of the whole point of the module is, you know, did you score a lot? No, but you scored when it counted, you oh, know, no, and, and no, no, no. No, you want to know what the module is all about, people? We have the word. You know, you you got to you got to the guys who score big goals are way more way more important than the guys who score lots of goals. So you break that down. And we have the Daryl bump. <laughs> the Lo- Daryl bump. I love, love Daryl Sarah. but you know, there's there's something to be said there, and I and you know there were some other interesting ones as well, you know, Brent Burns and Alexander Barabanov as well, seven out of 10 high value. I think that's, um, obviously exciting. Um, you know, the other, the other side of it, not so much. You didn't really see a guy who got a lot of empty net goals this year, or, you know, a lot of, uh, six goals in a six zero win, if you catch my drift. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that I thought was interesting is, 
you know, Gregor was 10th on the module with only only one of his eight goals had a modifier. You know, his goal, uh, his goal against the Coyotes on March 20th was a game winner. That was it. All right. You know, uh, I did see a comment here. I mean, I think we can probably look at it now. Just touch on it uh, from Ricky saying, uh, when do we talk about target UFA guys? Mason Marchman? Mason Marchment, I think a lot of people are going to be sniffing around him, but definitely a buyer beware kind of situation. You don't think there's a, I don't know, any any draw to the Sharks because, you know, it's like, do you know who my dad is? <laughs> I mean, was his dad really that spectacular? I'm not saying he's that spectacular, <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, it's Mush, like, as they call may, him. maybe I want to, uh, you know, go play in the you know for the team that my dad works for or maybe if you're like another guy you're like any team but that one <laughs> <laughs> right exactly i don't know i think he's a mason marchman is a decent player but definitely buyer beware all right hold on uh david when you come in hot on the super chat you get right in Hey, shout out to David. Shout out. Thank you for a great season of podcasts. Looking forward to the show again this fall. Thank you, David. <laughs> Looking forward to having you back on here. That's fucking. Didn't you hear it? is our last show? <laughs> Until October, I'm... you fucking. I'm... No, I know. <laughs> I'm just screwing around. Uh, is there anybody else that you, I mean, because like Ricky, to be fair, it, it, like I, I would love to talk about that stuff, but. Honestly, until we get the GM thing sorted out and we know who the coaching staff is going to be, like we have some sort of a idea of what the team identity is going to be, I don't know. I like I feel like you're just, you know, it's it's just walking around a room in a dark in in the dark, you know. Well, and it, it, it it's hard to, you know, it, it it's hard to sort of to to think about that, you know what I mean, to uh to postulate postulate yeah, speculate, whatever. I mean, you, could you, uh, you, know, you it, still – the, the GM could come in and, and be like, you know what? All these people tripping on Barabana, fuck that guy. You know, well, I, I got my eye on this other dude over here. It's going to be way better at the same price. Well, and we have no idea what – we have no idea what's going to happen. You know, we've had it happen where, you know, you go into the summer and you say, oh, man, this was so good. Like, we got to do this again. And then yep. that player is just gone. You know, I'm wondering – and I don't – I would like Brent Burns to be traded this offseason, but I'm not overly confident that he will be. But think about how many people are going to say, how many people are going to say, ooh, you need to start next season with Ferraro Burns as the top pair, and then Burns won't even be here. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, like, not only you that. You see things like that all the time. So I, I personally think it's way too early to speculate on who might come to the team because we don't even know what the team is going to need. Exactly. And not to mention the fact that, like, you, you have, like, what, like seven, eight RFAs that need the need attention you know you got to deal with uh and not that this is a big thing but it does really the only pressing one is kakinen and ferraro for me kakinen and ferraro but i think you, you dolan know, as well i think john leonard might get like a little two-year bridge yeah you know low money and like get healthy pal uh, here's the thing here's same thing my... with chemilevsky i thought chemilevsky like These got are... better as it went on do i expect him to be more than a than a bottom six guy no but i thought the times he was deployed correctly, I thought he looked fine. Sure, but I'm, I just I'm taking him over Lane Peterson for Christ's sake. <laughs> right, but I think honestly, like with okay, aside so Kakinen, Ferraro, Dolan, Gregor, those are my big four. Mm -hmm. Where like they are going to get a 
a contract that's going to have some mystery so, dollar amount and mystery number of years. So not right? Melosh, okay. Right, but everybody else, you know, and Barabanov, that's the fit. That's my that's my quintet of free agent question marks. You're, you're, but okay. But Leonard, Gadjevich, Chemilevsky, uh Megna, Melosh, these are guys where it's like they'll take one or two years at under a million bucks, but there's not going to be much thought behind it. Yeah, but still, you know, GM because Whoever comes in, you know, call out the uh, reality check, everybody. Uh, there are some fat and long contracts on this Sharks cap that need to be dealt with. Well, and and Ian Ian has made the point many times, starting you know starting when Couture or I'm sorry, Hurdle got his extension, but you you get Hurdle to the extension and you talk about getting the team back on track. You don't do that unless you move a big contract, mm-hmm. as you say, it's fate complete. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Ricky, long story short, uh, when a new GM comes in, we'll be here for you, Teal Town Live, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll get into uh, the direction that maybe we think uh, stuff should go. I like it that I'm getting little... Uh, Shout ping- out to Laurel. Getting pings on my phone about uh, stories about EK65 missing the final nine and Brent Burns and blah, 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 blah. So, anyway. Oh, Laurel, shout out. Sorry, trying to keep eyes on multiple things. Teal Town USA, thank you so much, Laurel, for the donation. Just wanted to thank you for another great season of shows, podcasts, for letting me mod as a super fan. Wish I could afford more. Hey, hey, you do so much for us, uh, you know, moderating uh, the the chats on, on, on the regular. No, we, we appreciate you. Thank you. So we're super fans of yours, Laurel. I'm just saying. Hey, now. Uh let's uh okay let's let's go a little sideways here sure. uh, for those of you who are unaware the barracuda released a new jersey this week on the 28th it actually leaked out for a brief time on tuesday i think for about maybe 10 minutes on the sharks pro shop site and uh i don't know i don't know if somebody got fired but suddenly definitely got the the riot ad act read to them for leaking it early but anyway here it is, your the first of three new Barracuda jerseys coming at you. Um, it's different. See, I I would disagree. I look at this and I go, okay, so stealth shoulder patches, stealth coloring, stealth like it's not different. You know what I mean? It's different in the sense though that it's not. It's like what if in- we did the stealth jersey but just one stripe on the arm? Right. What if it was purple? But or or like, move the move the 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 second stripe on the arm up to the shoulders and gave him yokes. Sure, but the point I'm making is, you look every AHL team, their jersey is the NHL team's jersey, just with their logo on it. Where this, not that. You know what I mean? I know you're gonna say you're gonna make the comparisons to the stealth jersey, but I'm just saying like home jersey to home jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, of course I'm gonna make the stealth comparison. It's the same shoulder patch. It, right. I understand that, but it's it's not a uh, you know it, it, it's not a uh, hey bro, can I copy your homework? Okay, yeah, just change it a little <laughs> bit. Like it's actually a different design, and I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I I dig that they did something different. I dig that they did something different. The the thing that I I'm just not a fan of, and I I told this to uh to Becker when we were having our chat, was that you know the the diagonal downward word mark to me that that's a Rangers thing. I don't like it on the Hurricanes. I don't like it with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I pretty like 
That's that's a Rangers thing. I'm not a fan of this. Uh, somebody else pointed out, I think on Reddit or whatever, that did, like for those of you who are unaware, San Jose has a fairly significant uh, Vietnamese community. And in Vietnamese, Ku Da means old man. Mm. Which So it's like, oh, okay, so the San Jose Ro- Roy Somers? <laughs> San Jose use. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. But there were jokes, people. There were a lot of jokes. Somebody said that they should have, along with Kuda before it and after it, sh- it should say, Wuda, Kuda, Shuda. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Somebody said, man, this so plain. I bet the white jerseys say, just say Barra. <laughs> And my favorite line was, I think they could have done better. <laughs> I like this. Here's what I would have done. I would have gone this way. I'm, and again, because I'm just not a fan of the text word mark. Like the shark's chomp font, because that is so unique. Unique. Yeah. I think that that works. But that seems relatively, you know, I'm not going to say Microsoft clip art, but it's like, it for me, it doesn't pop enough. Now, this is all saying this without seeing it in person. You know, I may right. see it in person and go, oh, man, in person, the letters are a little bigger and it, and it pops more. Like, we'll have to see it that way. But this is one of the options that I fo- quickly Photoshop together. And this tries to stay in that kind of teal uh, or I'm sorry, the kind of stealth vibe or what are they calling it? Blackout. You know, where it's got the uh, the outline of, of that teal. And then I did another version where it's a little more sharks-oriented, where it bites through the stick. I like that one better. Yeah, a lot of people, most people that I've shown this to, they really like this, this version of it, where it's the biting through the stick. Because it's a kind of, where it's still a nod to, you know, the older brother team. It's still, going back to that word, unique to this mm-hmm. so yeah this is this is probably the way that i would have went uh but i'm not a jersey designer so it's not my call it's above my pay grade <laughs> but anyway it, again it's it's one of three and we'll we'll see what the second and third designs look like now remember we talked with eric grunfast who is with the barracuda and he said that some people from the ahl said that one of their jerseys, uh, they they were just over the moon about, never seen anything like it. They think it's just going to be a smash. I would venture to say it's probably not this one. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, something else that Jerk talked about earlier, uh, there was a mayoral candidate debate. That's right. We're going to have a new mayor come this fall in San Jose uh, for different candidates took place in a in a little a little chatty chat at SAP Center on Wednesday. Uh again, talked to Becker about it earlier. Now I can give you like my real take, you know, to a certain extent you have to I don't want to say Pollyanna it up or anything like that, but uh, I can be a little bit more honest in this form. Uh Mahan, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, it's either Mahan or Mahan. I think it was Mahan. Uh, he seems to be the most realistic of the four. His background is like CE. He was CEO of a few startups and tech background. He just got elected in 2020. So he's very new 
And he's also quite uh, dumbstruck by how long it takes shit to get done at a civic level, which, yeah, big shock there. But seem to have some very good ideas. Again, I encourage you to listen to the mayoral debate because whoever sits in the mayor's chair come this fall, they're going to have a lot to do with what happens to the SAP Center and helping drive all of the things that are going to go on around it. And so getting in and out of it, you know, they're talking about changing Santa Clara Street to two lanes each way to one lane each way. That ingress and egress could be next to impossible in a couple seasons. So I encourage you to watch it. But uh, for me, like if it comes to endorsement, yeah, right now I'm endorsing Mahan or Mahan, whatever it is. To me, the other three, uh, Chavez, Davis, and particularly Perales, uh, they appeared to just deliver the same old political bullshit, talking a lot, saying nothing. Davis was reading from sheets, uh, looked to be like reading bullet points, and when somebody asked a question, she would like have to reference her sheet. And it's like, oh, okay, what's my talking point response to that question? You know, like just not authentic for me. Um, and then Chavez and Perales, they're just, they're, they're lifelong politicians where they're just, nah, we, we don't need that anymore. Just, no more bullet, bullet points and platitudes. I want honesty and Mahan seemed to do that. So again, you'd like to know more, see for yourself. The, uh, the entire forum is on our YouTube channel. Uh, I had the chat with Jonathan Becker a couple days afterwards, both of those on our YouTube channels. I encourage you to go check those out if you have the time. So let's go a little bit further here. And I bring this up. We've had this on the rundown jerk for, I don't know how long because I keep seeing the question come up. And so I just thought it'd be a quick little five minute debate. Probably five not. minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> in hindsight, was winning game seven in 2019 against Vegas, was that a, that ended up being a bad thing? Like No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right, you do want to keep this to five minutes. All right. Uh, <laughs> do, do the Sharks still sign EK65 if they get knocked out of that first round? If, Probably. If, if the 3-0 score stands up, do you think they say, hey, you know what? We took a swing. We missed – but no, we're, you know, again, second in scoring. We don't want to upset the apple cart. You know, like EK came in, gave us something, but you know what? No. Nope. I. You think they still sign him even if they get bounced? I would say they probably sign him. All right. So then let me ask you this. In hindsight, was it wrong? for the Sharks to trade for EK65. Now that we're four years out, I mean, well, I think it's safe to say it hasn't worked out. Right, but I I mean, I don't need hindsight to answer that question. I need the information I had at the time, which was sure. we have a high-impact offensive defenseman. Why are we trading for another one? There you go. But that oh, said... So, all right, dude, two minutes. Fantastic. But, you know, winning game <laughs> seven? No, not a mistake because... For so many reasons. As Ian said, winning is never a bad thing. The Sharks, as an organization, make more money. You have a better chance of winning the Stanley Cup. I get to go to an away game in Colorado. Like, these are all really important things. Well, and, and I, uh, I would I would also go to say to what Ian's saying, you know, the idea is always to extend. It's, I think, after being, 
you know, burned by Billy Campbell, Bill Guerin, like the idea of rentals. That was has... so long ago, dude. It, it it was long ago. 2007 and 2000, 2006 but, and, or I'm sorry, 2007 and 2008 versus 2019. That's like a different lifetime. But that's what I'm saying though, is that over the course of time, DW had changed his MO. Like, Early on, he was looking at rentals and it's like, eh, if I get him to extend or whatever, don't give a fuck. This is for the here and now. Whereas later down the line, it's like anytime he makes a move like that, it's extension is always part of that in his mind. Just like early on, no contracts over five years. But, uh, oh, modified no trade or no move? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I got tons of those. Well, and then... Uh, you know, whatever it was, 16, 17, 18, or whatever, with, whether it started with Brent Burns. Well, no, I think it originally started with Mahalik. That that was the first one that he ever gave out that was over five years. And then he went to that point where all of a sudden, you get eight, you get eight. Everybody fucking gets eight after so long of only giving out five or less. So I'm just pointing out the fact that Doug Wilson, and you would hope that, you know, somebody isn't so laser-focused like, they get more and more information, and based on that, their ideas evolve. I just think, I the the points you're making about Doug Wilson, I think it's like I think it's a fair point to make, but you also have to understand that, you know, that's, you know, we've seen kind of an evolution uh, in, uh, in the way that GMs do business, whether it's signing trading extensions all that kind of stuff and um you know you have to be adaptable and you have to be able to change your ways in order to stick around and keep your team in the hunt and so while you and when i say you i don't mean you i just mean generally speaking while you might not agree with having to change your philosophy on the fly um that's the game you have to play if you want to stick around sure no, you constantly have to evolve. So, uh, oh, oh, typey typer, typey typer, McTyperson is going at it. <laughs> um, so let's uh, get a little further into the NHL as a whole. Uh, around the NHL, look, uh, all all the playoff teams are set. But before we go there, can we just talk about some fun that was had over the last week? I wouldn't Is it actually this. fun? I think so. Uh, <laughs> it's fun for me. Sure. Let's get to our tweet of the week. Oh, or okay. I may say tweets of the week, if you will. So what happened? Oh, look at this photo. Oh, you have to love it. Every, this, is going, this photo right here is going to be hanging on Hockey Jerk's wall in four to six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but that was something you saw tweeted out. And, of course, things you love to see. And we'll, we'll talk about Vegas in a moment. Uh, something else that happened. Oh, eliminated from postseason contention. Oh, boo-hoo. But over the last week, look, <coughs> how set was the East? Like, the East was set by Christmas, right? Pretty P much. Pacific, little more fluid, but over the last month or so, it was pretty much, okay, there's two spots, there's three teams. There you go. So it all came down to, you know, Dallas, Nashville, Vegas. And then they're playing Arizona. And, 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 and different teams have things to say about the teams that they might see in the playoffs. So first off, let's talk about the Avalanche here. 
We get we get a round a six round shootout, and that, that, that eventually went to seven rounds. <laughs> but after six rounds, nobody scoring. Colorado coming in hot. Pull the goalie. <laughs> Love it. Then you got L.A. trolling, and this was a hard troll, bro. Vegas tweeting out, we sure are glad we aren't a fan of another team that needs us to lose. L.A. Kings coming in. This you? When you said, hey, Anaheim, if you beat L.A. tonight, we'll ask Petrangelo to give the breakaway challenge title to Zegras. Deal? Dude, tell me you didn't love that jerk. Because this is, that's a, that's a, oh, come on. That's a so jerk move. This you? Well, yeah, but I don't know. I I always, I always find brand accounts operating like they're real people to be a bit weird, but. Oh, I like it. I think it's, it's cool. I dig it. Finally, Costas Bear gets in for Arizona when they're playing Dallas and Seattle going, guys, can you please stop? (laughs) I'm sorry. I love that. I love it when the accounts have good back and forth like that. I dig that. So there was a lot of fun on the the NHL had a lot of fun on Twitter. You know who did not have fun this week? David Riddick. And the play read well by Nachuskin. Now a two-on-one. Nachuskin sends it across. Save by Riddick. And the rebound came back over the bar. Riddick makes the catch. A little bit of acrobatics there. I think he was he got puck focused on the, the puck up in the air and got caught up on the net. Look at the guys laughing. I love it. But what a save here again. This is a turnover. You can't do that against the Avalanche. You're going to need your goalie to make a big save on Ratton. And he gets a shoulder on it. Focused all the way there. Whoops. I got the puck. That's all that matters. It looked like. (laughs) Poor David Riddick. But, dude, that's going to be a gif that goes for quite some time. Love it. Absolutely love it. What did you think? I liked it when I saw it on Weird NHL. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the season, dude, I told you all about Leonard. There are people in this chat that can testify. I told you, if he implodes, it's over. He imploded. It was over. Uh, well, okay, hold on. To a certain extent, yes. Okay, Is you getting injured an implosion? Uh, not an implosion per se, but it was just the fact that it, without flurry, you know what I mean? Like, there was nobody that – now, okay, Brassois, definitely not the, the thing that you're going to, like, lean on and, and it's going to, you know, not collapse, which it inevitably did. Maybe if Thompson gets in there earlier, it's a different story. For sure. But I think if you have Flurry and Leonard, it's the, they're in the playoffs, without a doubt. I just – I would even take it a step further because you have to understand – Leonard was dealing. The rumors say many people are saying <laughs> that Leonard Leonard is going to be recovering from three different injuries this summer. So I I don't even feel like a different goalie would have yielded different results. I just think a I think healthy goalie. Yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is like I think if Leonard was healthy, the results are different. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, because like, it's and 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 you make a good point. Like you know them, you know. Going from Flurry Leonard to Leonard Brassois and then Leonard Thompson, obviously it did blow up on them a little bit. But I don't, I don't know that I would call that Leonard imploding because poor guy has had a bunch of bullshit to deal with this year. Oh, absolutely has. But that that was my whole thing is that you know if if Leonard wasn't able to like be Flurry essentially, mm-hmm. you know, that it was going to go sideways. 
And so uh, that that was, you know, I'm, I'm tickled that that happened because fuck Vegas, right? Sure. Uh, the interesting thing, of course, though, is being uh, seeing fans of every other NHL team actively rooting for Vegas to lose, and then Vegas fans wondering why. And I'm going, are you for real? Do you do you remember you all the shit that you guys talked that first year? Are you kidding me? And and you wonder why like an entire like north the entirety of North America is rooting against your team and and some of them will say it's jealousy which of course is comically a biased take but dude it's from the outside you look at how Vegas the Vegas franchise has treated their players where they will always rep- nobody has job security there I don't give a fuck what your contract says nobody has job security there it is as soon as a shinier toy comes along that does the job you do, you're out. You're gone. So the way that they treat their players, number one, the hubris that some of their players have displayed, or just just march or so. I mean, the guy has got a stick rubbed against his ankle, and he goes down like he was snipered. Like, some of that shit. Now, I got all the love and all the time in the world for Marc-Andre Fleury. But, oh my God, some of those other players are a little sus. Okay, I'm sorry. Eichel, diva. Fuck that guy. I don't even care. Uh, But then the entitlement that the fans showed. And that goes proven. Go listen to our buddy Ken at Sinbin when he brings on some of the fans. There's an entitlement there that you just can't get over. So when you wonder why all of the NHL is like actively rooting against you, it's because you've never tasted humble pie before. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it this entire summer. Let it swirl about in the mouth for a little bit. Let it swirl about the twem- tummy for a little bit. And maybe you'll get over that shit. And then we can start to talk about, you know, having, a, you know, being a little more humble. You know, oh, you, you made it to the final in your first season. Good for you. You have the same amount of cups as San Jose. And Vancouver and Buffalo and blah blah blah, like fucking get over it. I mean, you 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 told Flurry he was going to retire as a, as a as a Golden Knight. Schmidt had a handshake deal. Fuck out of here. You should really charge rent for the head in your space, or the space in your head <laughs> for the head in your space. God damn it. <laughs> See, this is what happens. I, you know what? You had five minutes to put that together and fucked it up. You know what? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that was good. So, uh, no, it's just because I, uh, I heard it so no, much. Yeah, for sure. Well, especially, uh, you know, it's funny because, <laughs> so I can tell you, as somebody who is behind <sighs> enemy lines, you know? Sure. The, the All the stuff you're talking about, you never, ever hear it in person. You only hear it on the internet. Well, and that's that's where I hang out. Right, for sure. Um, <laughs> but no, to be fair, no, I've been to a couple games. I'd, Have you been to a Golden Knights game in Vegas? No, no, no. I'm talking about like when the Golden Knights play at San Jose and you got some people rocking the gold and they're sure. kind of popping off a little bit. You know, like there, okay. there's just an entitlement there. Like, I don't see that L.A. has two cups. L.A. fans, nicer when they come to the tank. Ducks, have a cup. 
even after they had the cup the following year. I talked to Ducks fans when they'd come up for a game. Very cool people. For the for the majority, Vegas fans, at least with my interactions, the games that I've seen when Vegas have played in San Jose, people rock walking in with Vegas jerseys. Oh, dude, big time entitlement going on. Acting like they got the biggest dicks in the room. So I've been, I mean, and you know, I think, yeah, that's probably, you know, I think that's a fair point to make. It's probably happened, but I know from the thing I would say is, you know, I've, I've seen the sharks play in Vegas five times every time people have been nothing but nice to me. You know what I mean? So I wonder if there's sort but of that's a in Vegas. No, but that's, but what I'm saying is I wonder if, if a sort of the, the big dick ness that you're talking about comes from kind of being behind enemy lines and being like, oh, you know, we're in your hood and we're going to win. You know what I mean? Mm, it was a bit more than that. But sure. You know what? Uh, I'll, I'll wear the camera next time. Or <laughs> <laughs> the body uh, cam. So uh, me and the uh, me and the fiance, we were at Target today. Uh, saw Mark Stone. Saw Mark Stone at Target. Get fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So serious. Yeah, he, and Did it, you it's ask him funny. How his back was? Well, so here's kind of a funny story. So I think it goes without saying, you know, being on the podcast, I'm the big hockey person in our house. Um, you know, my fiance is kind of, you know, here and there she'll watch some games with me and and that kind of stuff. And so we're walking and and I'm, you know, I have the bag and I'm trying to, you know, corral the receipt in my pocket and, you know, put the card away, do the whole deal. And we're walking and she's like, she like kind of like, you know, gets like kind of close to my ear as we're She's like, hey, is that Mark Stone? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked up and sure enough, there Mark, you know, there he was. He was, uh, you know, he was in line. He didn't go to the self-checkout. He went to an associate, with her, which I thought was interesting. Um, oh, but, you know, there he was. That, uh, looking for that play a discount. <laughs> you know, I, I saw I saw him quick enough to recognize him. But obviously she. Oh, he didn't recognize you. Sad. (laughs) No, Uh, you know I saw him quick enough to be like, yeah, that's Mark Stone. Um, She obviously got to, you know, kind of scan him more than I did. Uh, You know, she said he was wearing a very nice floral patterned shirt and uh, was buying alcohol. So (laughs) (laughs) whatever that information means to you, you know. (laughs) That's fucking great, dude. Dude, I would have been like, it would have been so funny if he was literally coming in there. Like it was, you know, like the ten gallon jug of vodka and then like a basket of golf balls. That and you know been what? Fucking great. Would have been would have been very heroic to ask for a pick. Oh, how did you not? Well, because we were because first of all we were it was very much a flyby. Like I said, she was like, ah, "Hey, still, dude, you find the way." She was like, "Hey, is that Mark Stone?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know, it was like a it was an in the moment flyby, but also like. I think about it like, you know, he's just there to buy some shit. And yeah, doesn't want to John get bothered. Just got you know, he's he, literally in the process of, like, putting his card in the keypad. I'm like, I'm not going to jam him up like that. You yeah, know? but still, dude. But that's... just so weird. Like, I mean, I guess, like, <laughs> it's so funny, good. you know. It's funny. Ooh, I live, it's Target. Funny. I, Mark Stone buys his booze here. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, I lived in I lived in San Jose for 24 years. You know how many Sharks players I saw out in the wild? <laughs> Zero. Zero. And and I'm I'm starting you know, there might be a new conspiracy theory developing you're not, here. You're not hanging out in Willow Glen, bitch. Well we so we <laughs> so like I said, we saw Mark Stone at Target today. Um and about oh geez. Um, um 
maybe a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, we saw Derek Englund at a different target. <laughs> yeah, got a thing going on there. <laughs> so oh, you know what? Hold on, a couple of things in the chat. That's right. Logan saying people don't have the stones to say it in person. Exactly. That's why we, you know you hear so much of it on social media. We're going back mm-hmm. to the whole stuff with the in Vegas entitlement and stuff. Because, um, the, dude, there were people literally wishing Pavelski death mm-hmm. after after the everything that transpired with Game Seven. Like, are you serious? Well, uh, what did, what do they always say? What do they always say? One rotten apple. No, it was more than one, bro. Well, okay, but but yeah, sure, yeah, but, but like, I get what you're saying. But yeah. still, just to even say that, fuck out of here. Yeah. Hot Wheels, in all fairness, San Jose fans are not very welcoming to even San Jose fans from out of town. 100% true in my book. Wow. See, I've... Some of the some of the douchiest hockey fans I've talked to are Sharks fans. Okay. I mean... And you have to understand, I've talked to a lot of uh, other teams' fans. Sure. I'm just... You know. The, the fans... I, you know, I'm just, you know, Rolexing in my mind through all the different interactions that I've had, particularly when I'd like maybe bounce out to the smoking area, catch somebody over in the corner that's wearing a, a Kings jersey, Colorado jersey, Nashville jersey, whatever. I always kind of like went out of my way to go over there and be like, you know, hey, so, you know, are you a local fan that's that's from there? Or like, did you like fly in for the game? Like, what, you know, what's up? And most of the time, we had a great interaction. We'd sit, you know, sometimes it'd be like, oh, you know, yeah, drove up from SoCal for the game, and first time I've ever been up here, and like, this is kind of cool, you know, dig, dig the, dig your barn here. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, it's not Staples, a little different, but yeah, uh, the, you know, we we have a good time, we try to, and I'll sit there and, you know, are you aware of San Pedro down the way? You know, kind of cool place if you want to have a drink afterwards. Is it, you know, it's a good hang. But I've gone out of my way to. Try to be nice when I see out of town, you know, guys wearing uh, guys and gals wearing jerseys from the opposing team, you know, especially anytime I see the Yeti foot, I'm like, dude, old school, Colorado, like it, nice, you know. I go out of my way, but I'm sure that I'm sure again, it's the whole thing of like every crowd has douchey fans. It's it's not that they're douchey fans; they're just douches in general. No, and and I I do agree with that statement, but it's just I feel like. You know, I, I, it does I feel get like, amplified on social media. Right, exactly. Like, you, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of situations where, like, Sharks, you know, Sharks fan A and Golden Knights fan A are having to calm down Sharks fan B. I've seen a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. How much alcohol? Have they, oh, you know what? I apologized for that. Why are you bringing that up again? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh Sharks last coming in saying you can run into the boys at Santana Row from time to time, which I'm not bougie enough to hang out there. Fucking A. Hey, let's get into our playoff picks. Finally. Two uh, hours in. Dude, uh if you would like to win some 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 stuff, uh play in the, Jeff. the <laughs> swag. Play in the Teal Town Bracket Challenge. Uh you can go to bracketchallenge.nhl.com. Search Teal Town USA podcast or just hit up Jerk on the Twitter and say, Chief, float me that invite, brother. Or D- option D- number Hold option up. number three. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. D- click the link in the YouTube chat. Oh, that's right. Jerk man coming in hot. But you just say, Jerk, do you have what? any invites I can borrow? 
<laughs> and unlike our Discord server, these invites will not expire. And now. <laughs> so for although you do need you do need I will say you do need to get your picks in before tomorrow, right? But well, no, you need to get your picks in before um before the first game two, whatever teams are involved before the first game two begins. However, if you send in your picks after game one, you are a hero, and we will probably delete your bracket. <laughs> hey now. So what we're basically saying is get in tonight or tomorrow a.m. at the latest. Yeah. Uh, you can you can get in later, but we're going to look down at you. Yes. We will look down the nose. Unless you have a legitimate reason, doctor's note, whatever. And I want to see it. <laughs> yep. Uh, bracketchallenge.nhl.com. There will be a prize for numero uno on that. Again, hit up the jerk man. He's got all the – you got any, wow. you got okay. any more of those uh, invites? Dude, in the okay, so in the two minutes since I posted the link, we've had five people sign up. Nice, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> dude. All right, so um, I don't see. I've already submitted mine. You've submitted yours, so I feel like you and I can share ours because they're already submitted. I don't know. Sure. Do we want to talk about what we've chosen? But we don't want to. Well, you know, I guess it really doesn't matter because we, we can. Let's talk about the first round, but kind of doesn't matter after that because I'm picked three. all the way through to the cup. Right. So I mean, it's, it's that I didn't want to influence anybody's picks, but you know what? Hey, fuck it. You know, it's it, you got to get better after that. So go ahead, Eastern. <laughs> Wait, you got to share. You got to share Ian's uh, Ian's chat comment there. What is it? Man, I have COVID and my picks are in. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> dude, the fact that he's like chilling on the couch or whatever in the no, office. No, dude, he's, he's, yeah, he's locked up in the office. Yeah, parked in the office with COVID. It's fucking after midnight. He's got his picks in and he's still paying attention to our nonsense. Dude, that's commitment right there. Yeah. Fucking yeah. There's a couple people that need to learn from that. Hey, now. Uh, so... Eastern. So for are we so are we saying series winner and games or just series winner? Uh, well, I think we need to go with games just because a couple of these series, I think it's it's going to be so obvious. That's like, probably fair. Like like who 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 the fuck who? is taking Washington in the first round? You know what I mean? Uh, somebody who some hero. There's always a hero. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, dude. But like, let's think, of, break it down. Think about it from a gambler's perspective. If you've got ten bucks to throw down on a plus one thousand, why not? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> when it's, you know, the odds of that happening are th like I get it because the payoff. And I'm just going fuck out of here, dude. Not <laughs> happening. Didn't know Vetchkin like almost miss like photo day because it got injured like nah nah so all right so all right florida we, we, versus washington this is we ripping through we're ripping through them yeah florida versus washington this is one versus eight if you go conference style like i wish yeah, they yeah, would yeah one versus eight i got florida and five i do as well all right then carolina washington, washington to be undone by their goaltending go ahead Ooh, uh carolina versus boston this is two versus six not two versus seven, two versus six. I, you know what? I have Carolina in seven, and I know there are others that have Carolina in six. There, I think there's one hero that has Carolina in five. I really haven't seen anybody that has Boston, but the thing is, I, I'm going seven just because 
you know, I don't want to go the whole sway man passing the test, but dude, there's something about Boston just scares the crap out of me. I think Carolina in six. Um, I think, you know, Boston will give them a run for their money, but you know, Boston's kind of struggled keeping up with the top teams this year. And I think, you know, they might give Carolina a scare, but I think Carolina is going to take care of them pretty easily. All right. Oh, dude, faulty synapse going Boston. We got a hero. All right. Uh, Next, Toronto third versus Tampa fifth. I hate to break it to you, Leafs fans. I got to go Tampa, man. Tampa and six. Like, I just, I want to be a Toronto believer. I've got two Toronto jerseys hanging in my closet. Uh, I loves me some Mitch Marner. Uh, I'm I'm here for it, but you know what? Until somebody knocks Tampa off, uh, I'm on the Tampa train. In uh, Toronto, you got to show me something, man. As long as Steve Dangle's in your corner, you guys have sucked. <laughs> uh, I'm also saying Tampa in six, just because Tampa's the Tampa has been the sleeping giant all year, and they mm. finally they finally woke up by ripping 22 goals off against Toronto, Florida, and and uh, Carolina. So you know they finally woken up and. I just as I think in the in the Austin Matthews era, I think this Maple Leafs team is the best. But there's yeah. still some deficiencies they have that I think Tampa will take uh, will exploit. So, like I said, I I'm in the same boat as you. I've got Tampa Bay and six. Dude, faulty <laughs> faulty coming in. Going, can I sway you the other way? <laughs> I can't believe they're, I can't believe Boston's going with Olmark in Game One. That's offensive to me. <laughs> You're right. Uh, finally, in the East, it's Rangers in the fourth spot versus Penguins in the seven. I got Rags in six. I'm, I feel like Penguins might be a paper tiger. Like you can't discount a team that has Crosby and Malkin. I get that. I just feel like they uh, they they passed their due date. And dude, Shesterkin, Vesna, potentially Hart, dude, Rags in six. Pittsburgh in seven. I think. Fuck you. Are you serious? Yep, for for, oh! different, for different reasons, I think these teams are very even, and I, it boiled I, down dude, to your your your. I cannot believe that you would besmirch Shesterkin like this. I know, I love I love Igor, but you know, I th- these teams are very even in a lot of fronts. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, if Pittsburgh can't score goals. I still think they can hang in there with the Rangers, but if the Rangers can't get saves, it's all over. All right. So, okay. I, I feel like, um, what the hell was the $5 bet on again? Uh, the it was Sharks, the record the Sharks, when they came back, right? <laughs> the Sharks winning three of eight games. <laughs> you want to go double to nothing on the Rangers Penguins thing? <laughs> sure. We, we, let's not say games. Let's just keep it. I got Pittsburgh. You got the Rangers, whatever the games are. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Somebody jot that down in the chat. We got to know this. It's got to be pinned to a Twitter somewhere. All right. Uh, let's move to the Pacific side or Pacific Western side. One versus eight. Colorado versus Dallas. I have Colorado in. You mean Colorado versus Nashville? Oh, did it switch? Did I pick up the wrong thing? Because I I put this shit together like two days ago. Did it switch? <laughs> yeah, it's Colorado Nashville. Are you fucking serious? Ooh. Oh, I'm oh, so man. bummed now. Your cage is rattled, dude. What are you going to do? Oh, dude, I am so rattled. Are you serious? <laughs> that switched from when I put this together? Holy fuck, you're right. Oh, man, dude, I'm so upset now. That means you got to submit your bracket, dude. Uh, 
Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That's the whole thing. How the fuck did I submit it if I swear to All right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm staying with it. Uh, Colorado in five. I want to yeah. say in six now because I, no. I, I initially had Colorado in five versus Dallas versus Nashville. I'm still – dude, I, I just – Colorado to me is just such a wagon – and you had some guys miss some t- whether it was Landeskog or McKinnon or whatever they missed some time, dude. They're going to come back and they're. I feel like they have a point to prove, especially after the last couple playoffs where they've been like shown the exit, probably a little too early than they expected. You get Kemper in there, maybe also wants to like throw a big middle finger to Arizona and everything. Yeah, Colorado in five. Yeah, Colorado in five, just because. Colorado is so good, even with the injuries and the COVID issues they've had this year. They've been so good, and I, I just think Nashville is punching up this year, and I think Colorado's just going to wax them. Oh, shit, and Ian pointing out, they don't have Saros either? Yeah, Saros oh, is— Oh, fuck, dude, uh, I might go Colorado in four now. <laughs> yeah, Saros is banged up. I they, The last I thing I read was that game one is unlikely, but first round is still possible. That's the last thing I read. Oh man. See, this is what happens when you like take a day or two off after when did I, when was the sharks last game Friday? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I didn't pay attention at all on yesterday or today and man, how things have changed. Hold on. I have to pull up my bracket now. Edit bracket. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, uh, as of three days ago, oh, the it word, is Colorado Nashville. The word yeah. on the street was ankle sprain for UC Soros. Oh, fuck dude. I'm, I dude, that might be a walk. I might go in there and just, the yeah, only, dude, they're going to get waxed. Dude. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I'm thinking that might be a sweep, you know, like if, if you can, uh, I mean, I'll give them one game just because of, uh, raining or not raining, but soon to be raining Norris trophy winner <laughs> yeah man <laughs> all right uh calgary versus dallas uh, this is another one where i think it's going to be a very short series calgary in five and the only reason why i give dallas one of those games is because uh fucking robertson man god i love i love robertson what i wouldn't give to have him on the sharks that kid is fucking fantastic i'm gonna i'm i do think calgary over dallas as well i think it's gonna be in six i think really what yeah what, i i why, the, what markstrom bro what are you talking about yeah but the the way dallas played to finish the year i think they've got more than just one win in them i think oh, they got two. Wins i would in disagree them. i would disagree okay. in a big way just because dallas dude i mean you could not back up harder into the playoffs than dallas did Sure. That's I mean that's probably fair. Yeah, I yeah, I would disagree. I think Dallas wins one game maybe and that's if Robertson, Hans Pavelski, they get hot, maybe Heiskin and throws some shit in there. But the, well, I mean, and, they're and a one-line you know, team, bro. Ryan and and you know Ryan, I don't know if he's still in the chat, but Ryan is going to tell you not to sleep on Jake Ottinger in net for Dallas. Uh, dude, I loves me some Otter, but I, again, this is a team it's a one-line team. They backed into the playoffs like they literally took the most difficult route to get in, and they still <laughs> barely got in. Sure, that's fair. So, all right. Uh, Minnesota and St. Louis, which in my book is going to be the fucking best series of the first round. Um, Probably. I, I think, you know, I hate to... I hate to crap all over Minnesota Wild fans who finally feel like they've got a team that can get past the first round. I mean, but you're, I'm take- you're walking into the team that has like had the most success in the last two weeks. Okay, correct. But St. Louis Blues. No, I'm talking six- about the Blues. No, I know. I'm taking St. Louis in six because, oh. and I know Minnesota's got Kaprizov and he's very, very good. Mark and 
Yeah, and you know they've got Flurry, they've got Cam Talbot who've played very well in goal. But here, dude, St. Louis Blues score a bucket of goals. Like I think they had eight twenty goal scorers this year. They're a buzzsaw, but they play- score playoffs a- are different. They are different, but I just I I still think that's in their favor. And I, you know, I I was feeling kind of cheeky on Discord last week, and I said St. Louis in four, but I think that's a bit of an egregious statement to make. So I I think it's going to be six. And I I hate to say it because one of my good buddies is a Minnesota Wild fan, but I just I still think they're not quite there. All right, I want to. I'm interested to uh, the chat. Everybody, we got like uh, what over seventy watching us live right now. I'm interested right now. Type in type in a name. I want to see M I N or S T L. Who do you have in that playoff series? Because I <laughs> I may dude I may have to crowdsource my my bracket because <laughs> 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 I have Minnesota in seven right now. But you're kind of talking me into St Louis. I still feel like it's gonna go seven. I feel like both of these teams are just man. It's gonna be a great series. Like I I feel like Toronto Tampa could be a lot of fun. Um, but for me, Minnesota and St. Louis just has the hallmark of being, I, I don't know, just, if these guys go physical, it's going to be just kaboom. Let me see. We wow. got, we got St. Louis. We got St. Louis. We got a wild and seven. All right, Logan, you're speaking my, my, uh, my word, Minnesota, 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 St. Louis, wow, Minnesota, okay. Minnesota, 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 dude. Holy crap. Okay, dude, it was, it was firmly- oh, Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, everybody putting that in. I don't want to hear who you want to win. I hear who you think is going to win. <laughs> right, but... Because everybody but, wants Minnesota to win. But it's funny because you look at it like it was firmly in St. Louis's favor and then it was even and then it just blew up into Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna, you know, you you saw it on my on the on the notes before we started tonight. I had Minnesota at seven. I'm I'm gonna stay there. Sure. Well, yeah, you got to stick with your convictions, right? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, but sometimes I can be talked into. You know, somebody will like throw some new information my way. You know, like I do agree uh, with you. Bennington's that- girlfriend broke up with him last week. Oh, fuck it, Minnesota and six. I do agree. I do agree with you though that of the four Western Conference series, that one I think will be the most compelling. Absolutely. Uh, but the the one I think could be second most compelling. Number five, Edmonton versus number six, L.A. Now, so, ooh, man, I picked Edmonton over L.A. Fuck however, you. However. No, 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 no. We talked about this at least a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, when when matchups were starting to come, and I you know, threw it to you in the DM, and I said, okay. I'm taking Edmonton over L.A., and I added all the other ones, and you're like, I agree with you on everything, but I'm taking L.A. Now you're on Edmonton. I am on Edmonton you because motherfucker. They, because they've been the, because <laughs> I I think even though L.A. is recovering from their injuries, I still think Edmonton is a better matchup against them. So I do think it is going to be Edmonton over L.A. That said, this series, if you want uh, my hashtag upset potential series, it's that one. Oh, okay. So LA is your upset alert? Yeah, I think Edmonton is going to win, but if LA ended up winning, I wouldn't be surprised as much of a long shot as that is. Well, see, obviously I think LA has the better goaltending, right? Probably yeah, that's probably fair, but Mike Smith is dude, the ageless wonder Mike Smith is playing hot right now. See, that's the other thing in again, it's Edmonton has been a bit of a wagon. 
in mm-hmm. that was uh oh god we talked a couple weeks ago uh la doesn't have dowdy well yeah of course he's gone but it was the idea of uh when we were talking like how much fun would it be to see edmonton and colorado go because both of them are just so run and gun and can post a lot of goals it's just the fact that colorado has goaltending and edmonton doesn't like right. to me that's going to be if edmonton does get bounced in the first round and not to say that that won't happen i mean how many rounds has Connor mcdavid won one zero uh, no no one. no no, no. One. One. Right. Right. wasn't one. that versus the sharks Yes, it was. You're right. So there you go. So it's like he's won a single playoff series. And will that change this year? I don't know. Is Kane going to be the uh, straw that stirs the drink? Is he going to be the secret ingredient to get it over at least, you know, get Connor McDavid one more playoff series under his belt? Well, who, who knows? And I agree. I agree with what Ian said. Edmonton isn't long for this world, but they should beat L.A. They should. But... Here's here's my thing though, and I told you this uh, at the, at the trade deadline. How fucking stupid were they to not get a goaltender at the trade deadline? I mean, like, it's like if <laughs> Edmonton they get, was stupid to do a lot of things. Yeah, but, yeah, but let's ahead. be honest, dude. They didn't get a goalie, at, and it's going to be their undoing in the playoffs. Like everybody yeah. is going to, they're like they're going to look at Darnell Nurse and go, <laughs> dude, badass. And I know there's been some speculation, dude. There's no way he's not fucking playing game one. So no, he they literally the media interviewed him today and they asked him and he was he, he tried he, to play coy, dude. No, he basically, dude, he basically winked at them and said, "We'll see." <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, there's no way. Exactly my point. Yeah, there's no way he's fucking missing. So. Dude, you're gonna have Dreisaitl. You're gonna have McDavid. I mean, you have Kane. There are some pieces on this Zach goddamn Hyman. team. Who? Zach Hyman. <laughs> Who? <laughs> but no, yeah. you're right. This is since in the McDavid era, this is the best group of forwards Edmonton has put out. But yeah, as it's gonna you, be goaltending. How did they said, not get fucking? Sus. Dude, how did they not go get Reimer? <laughs> or anybody? I mean, their goaltending like, is sus, and their defense anybody. is sus. Yeah. All right. So. I think Edmonton wins the series, but if LA ends up winning, it wouldn't surprise me. Okay, but how what do you how many games for Edmonton then? Six. All right, as as do I. Yep. Okay. Um all right, so that's it. Well, we're so only... really quickly, so we talked about the first round and I know we're gonna kinda skip the second and third round, but do you maybe wanna do you wanna say maybe a Stanley Cup our Stanley Cup final and leave the winner out, or do you wanna say our winner, or do you just wanna move on? I could. I'm fine doing my final and my winner. I don't think it's going to be out of the ordinary for anybody. Sure. Uh, are you willing to do the same? Yeah. Whatever. All right. Um, who's first? Me or you? Go for it. Um, my Stanley Cup final. It's um, say hello to 1996, my little friend. Wow. Really? Yeah. I, I've got Colorado, Florida. Now, a lot of people sit there and go, well, yeah, okay, take the number one out of the East and the number one out of the West. Wow, big <laughs> fucking stretch. You know, wait, don't, don't, don't kill yourself falling off that limb that you're out on. Yeah. Right. No, I feel you. But again, Colorado, just a wagon. Yep. Now, I, I feel like no matter what, it's going to come down to Colorado and Calgary in the, in, yeah. you know, in the final four. If that's, you will. My, that's my Western Conference final. All right. Uh, in the East, I've, I've got, uh, Again, dude, I am so on the Shesterkin train. I've got Florida and New York as my final. Wow. Yeah. I feel, I, dude, I'm, it, and again, when it comes to the West, and this is just the way I've always been, when it comes to the West, 
I play my mind. Sure. When it comes to the East, I play my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I really want Florida and New York to go all the way, and I want Florida. Do you understand how many transplants there are that moved from New York to Florida? Just that right there, the juxtaposition. Oh, yeah. Juxtaposition right there would be hysterical. But, dude, I'm pulling for Jumbo to win the whole thing, so I got Florida over Colorado. We'll see if Jumbo even plays a part in their championship run. Don't care as long as he plays one game, right, in the playoffs? That's all that matters to get his name on there? Uh, One in the playoffs or half of the regular season. Uh, oh, shit. Did he play half this regular season? Well, it, it's either or. It's not both. Yeah, I know, but I'm just wondering, like, did he, like, satisfy that requirement? I don't he know that he did. He played 34. No. So, no. Okay, so he's got to play one game. All right. Well, dude, when Florida, when you get up 3 nothing on Washington, put Jumbo in for that fourth game. <laughs> uh, yeah, half of the regular season game. Uh, let's see. It says half of the regular season games or – one game of the Stanley Cup final. Oh, yeah. Oh, the final. Oh, shit. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Let's hit a few comments before we get to yours. They can also, they if he doesn't meet that criteria, though, the Florida, and say the Panthers win, they can also petition the NHL to make a special exemption. For oh, them. and they would have to. I mean, if, they, if they didn't, there would be riots in the streets of San yeah. Jose. Oh, dude, dude Iman making a good con a, a good uh, point here that has nothing to do with the words fact or fiction. I love this. Stuart Skinner is Edmonton's best goalie. He could. And he's their black ace, dude. That's what I'm saying. He could be the thing that no one's thinking about when it comes to this. That could. They're be not the starting him. I know, but I'm just saying that could be the difference, dude. If Smith shits the bed first two games, if they don't go to Skinner, they're stupid. Sure. Dude, Although I like they got Meek, they got Miko Koskinen as well, though. Oh, dude, yes, but uh, but Iman, good call out. I forgot about that. So check this out. Hold so on, I'm Let's okay. Go hit ahead. the chat. Mikey J. L. A. has Kopitar and Denal, two great checking centers. Sure. All right. So you know, I guess that tips the the things in uh, in, in Jerk's favor. Is no, <laughs> I I think I think Florida's forwards are still better than L. A.'s. Florida. Or, I'm sorry, Jesus. Edmonton's <laughs> forwards are still better than LA's. Uh, is Nurse still injured? Wink, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Smith has been 915 this season. Well, he's been very good. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty good, but you're going to need better than that in the playoffs. Uh, right. Faulty says, same as me. Cool. Deneau was such a great get for LA. Absolutely. Completely agree. Uh, and Ian. We, it has the same West finals. So, yeah, I don't feel like we're really out on a limb on these. Well, so, okay, you ready for this? Uh-oh. Well, you got an upset in your back pocket? What are you doing there? So, I, too, have Colorado in the Stanley Cup final like you do. Hey, now. Oh, let me see if I can guess your other one. Losing. No, 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 no. Oh. No, no, no. You have to let me say it. Losing. I want to see if I can predict it. Okay, fine. Losing to Tampa. Yes, sir. <laughs> Do Three I know my jerk man or do Pete. I know my jerk man? Three Pete is coming. Three Pete is coming. Here's the thing. Look at this. Here's the thing. Florida, Toronto. And you can say the same about Colorado and Calgary, but I think this applies to Florida and Toronto specifically. I think one of two things is going to happen with them. They're either going to run the table all the way to the final or they're going to get waxed very early on. And that's why I have Toronto losing in round one to Tampa, and I've got Florida losing in round two to Tampa. Oh, shit. All Tampa, right. Like I said earlier, Tampa is the sleeping giant. 
Dude, did I call that or what, bro? You did. Well, it's kind of an easy call. <laughs> oh, just because of the last two years, especially last year, dude, we threw you up there with a fucking bolt shirt in front of Emily Arena. Dude, I was there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right, so you've got our picks for the first round. Uh, again, and you- once once I should say once the playoffs start, if you're part of the bracket challenge league, once the playoffs start, everybody's bracket will become publicly viewable. So if you want to make fun of your friends, go for it. Yeah, take screenshots, put them on Twitter. If you want to make fun of me, to screenshot my bracket. <laughs> yeah, put yeah, me, and then just be like AJ. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no problems. Uh, so again, Teal Town Bracket Challenge. Uh, we are going to come up with some prizes to give away. So, uh, you know, like top three finishers that aren't, that are not a part of the, you know, the putt guy, jerk, AJ, the, you know, Landy variety, everybody else. Uh, so everybody outside that, uh, yeah, we're going to have some prizes. Bracketchallenge.nhl.com. Search Teal Town USA podcast. Here, or- I'll share I'll share the link again. Share the link in there. But for those that are not on the YouTube uh, hit that up or at hockey underscore jerk on Twitter. He'll uh, hook you up with that invite. But if you uh, go to the website, search Teal Town USA podcast, you should be able to find it. Um, there you go. Enjoy. All right. Uh, Let's see really quick. How many how many people do we have now? We wow. 72. Okay, so. No, so when I first oh. posted when I first posted the bracket challenge link, we had nineteen people in the in the in the challenge. Yes, now sir. we've got we've got thirty five now. Nice. Yeah. So keep I Take mean it. You, keep it coming. Who, Tell a friend. Now what will the prizes be? Who knows? But you want the chance to win one. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Hell we don't know what it is, but you want it. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> All right. So we talked about this, I believe, last week. Uh the teal together jerseys that were uh, from fan appreciation night versus uh, the Blackhawks last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I need, uh, I need a way to, to uh, give these away. So, Ooh, so, so okay. Jason, hold on. Jason Lennon won. What did Jason? <laughs> There's a Jersey. Oh, it was Sharky's birthday Jersey. And I have to apologize. Uh, I haven't been able to get to the post office this last week. Work has been a bear, and unfortunately the post office in my neck of the woods not open on Saturdays or Sundays. But Jason Lennon, you will, in fact, get your jersey. I guarantee it. It's just going to be take a little bit longer. Act like FedEx shipped it. Then you're going to be fine with how long it took to get it. So do you have a pool of names? I have nothing. I okay, have nothing. Well- if everybody wants to stake their claim for this jersey, I just don't I want can... it to be a uh, you know something that you can easily Google. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm willing you're, to. Oh, you're thinking about doing a question? I was going to say just throw no. everybody's names in a random wheel. <laughs> I, I could, I could do that. I mean, I don't know. We we've got like 70 people watching. I don't know if you want to hurriedly hurriedly write down do 70 names. Sure. I don't know where you're going to get them from. Well, here's the thing: if <laughs> if ever if everybody anybody who wants to play. It's oh my god! It's nine thirty. Okay, that's what I'm saying. We still well, have to okay. do his Discord. Well, yeah, yikes. Okay. Um. Well, What's this is our way? last. It's our last show of the night, so I feel like we got to do it. Or last show of the night, last show of the year, so we got to do it. <laughs> I yeah. I'm just trying to come up with a with a nice, uh, even way to 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 toss these out. I don't know. Uh, like, but I but I want it to be fun. You know, like I almost feel like okay. 
Who has a really quick joke that they can, you know, fit into so many or characters? Or what if we... <laughs> Whatever makes me laugh the hardest. Or what it? Hmm. I would. The only thing I can say is, what if we put out like a question, and then whoever in the chat can answer it first yeah, is but the it, winner. But it can't be a Google, you know, a question that you or, can easily Google. Oh, I got one. Okay, and and right. shout out to uh, PJ. See. PJ gave me the idea for it. Let's guess see. guess the Barabanov extension. Whoever's closest without going over, oh, the jersey's yours. Oh, I love this. Send them to uh, who do we send your picks to? Should we email? We have an email we can send it to. You want to DM someone on Twitter? How do you want to do this? No, to you, sir. You're collecting this. It's your question. Okay, you collect Here. it. Okay, I'm going to. Okay, right there. If you want to enter for the jersey, send your prediction for the Barabanov contract. And even if it's not with the Sharks, it could be with another team. Yeah, but... as long as if you say like you know two point eight by three. And yes. it's you know, and it's two point seven eight five by three. Yeah, we'll we'll do some finagling. Yeah. Send your Barabanov contract prediction, whether it's with the Sharks or someone else. Send it to my burner email. It's in the chat. And well, you got to say it for the people that aren't you know, <laughs> hockey a... jer- hockey jerk ten at gmail dot com. All right, hockey. That's all one word, no underscores in this. Correct. Hockey jerk ten years. Years and the cap hit. Yeah. So, for example, and this is just a random, uh, this is not my answer, just a number. Hypothetical. Six years, $4 million a year. That's not my pick. That's the just the format we're looking for. Yeah. Years and AAV. There you go. All right. Dig it. And when will we, I mean, I guess we have to wait till he signs, right? Yeah. So this no, is going to be a. Wait till he know, signs. And and once he signs, you know, obviously a lot of people are that are you know with us right now, uh, they're pretty savvy when it comes to the uh, the interwebs. Hey, just follow at Teal Town USA when that Barabanov com- contract comes down the pipe. We will tweet it out, and part of that and, will be tweeting out. And the winner is right. And in your email to me, include your Twitter handle as well, please. Or Twitter handle or, v- or full dis- name if you don't have a Twitter handle. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, twi- that's the whole th- – oh, no, you'll be able to uh, – Here's the thing. You'll be Twitter able to hand- email them back when they get it. Twitter handle or if you don't have a Twitter, we'll email you back. All right, but – okay, so I dig it, but that's for one jersey. Oh, no. I, ha- I have two. Oh, man. Right? What do, what do I do with the second The Ferraro one? extension. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's going to be tougher. What what dude? What if the same person gets both? That would be great. Hey, you know what? Uh, don't hockey. Don't, jer- uh, oh, hold on, hockey jerk one zero at gmail.com. Yes, Chris, stop it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be good with this. Hockey jerk ten at gmail.com. So there you go. I love this. I l- fucking love this, dude, because this it's is not huge. something. It's huge. This is something you can't Google. This is something. Oh, no, I've, no, already, no. I've already got one email. I'm not going to say from who. But. Beauty. All right. So predict the Barabanov contract, term, and money. Same thing for Ferraro. Remember, he's an RFA. Okay. Well, they're both RFA, right? Uh, no, Barabanov is a UFA. Oh, that's a, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you right. So Barabanov, UFA. And in the subject line... Like you know, like this, I'm not again. I'm not gonna say who sent this to me, Ooh. but 
the person who sent this to me, they put in the subject, they put Barabanov. So <laughs> just specif- specify, you know, if you're yeah. doing, if you want to enter Barabanov, put Barabanov in the subject. If you want to do Ferraro, put or Ferraro in both. the subject. Doing if both. you want to enter both, just slap them both in one email. We don't discriminate. Yeah. Subject line, Shirzy giveaway, Pucknologist. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. Help, yeah. This help, might be our most interactive giveaway yet. Dude, I love this. I fucking love this. And we will have something to give away on the first uh, show of the season this year. I'm, shall I say, have my fingers in a few different pies. Hmm. Uh, but I, I plan to have something very significant on hey, the now. table. Might it be a jersey? Perhaps. No way to know for sure. No way to know for sure. Might it be a made in Canada jersey? Hey, now. Might it be an AJ Custom Hey, now. Uh, just, dude, Hockey Jerk does not even have an AJ really, custom. Really quickly. Uh, uh, so shout out a couple loyal followers, Like a Tiger, Maz Morris. They want to know. Love them. Love them. They want to know, will we ship to Australia? Ooh. Uh, okay. If you win, uh, look. I'm more than willing to, 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 to send you the jersey, like fill out the forums. I'm sorry. Outside of the U.S., you, you, you're going to have to cover the freight. How much is that? I'm very That's curious. probably going to be in the neck of the woods of like 30-ish dollars. Mm. Okay. Yeah. For that, I'm sorry. You know, I'll, I'll throw you in a uh, – but, <laughs> hey, I'll throw you a couple Teal Town USA drink coasters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll throw you in a little something extra, but, yeah, sorry on that one. We'll eat the freight for North America if you win. Outside of North America, then we start to run into problems. <laughs> I have to fill out custom forms. I have to stand in line. It's a whole to-do. Like, we want to make it cool and everything. Hold on. Are you telling me Maz is not in North America? No. Wow. Holy crap, dude. I, I figured he was Bay Area. For as hard as he carves uh, some of the broadcasting people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just assumed he was like in the area anyway so yeah if you're uh ooh, look at tiger tiger got the u.s mailing address oh <laughs> shit okay i don't know how often he gets to check that but <laughs> dude i'm gonna start sending shit through tiger hey now <laughs> so yeah if you're outside of north america uh you know what wait until you win and then we'll get into the logistics of getting it to you okay <laughs> but anyway we got a couple jerseys here tucked away for that Again, Jason, uh, apologies for getting you yours, but it will be there. Let me let you know. Uh, let's finish off some stuff here. Uh, Dark Horses. Come on. How do you not love this? We've been playing this fucking game all day long. <sighs> jerk. <laughs> you <see>? Jerk. <laughs> jerk, you lost. I know. That's okay. 92 points for the Canucks. Hey, you know what? They made it close, though closer than i think we all thought because let's be honest before the Bedro bump mm-hmm. dude everybody was like oh my god dude they, the seattle raced to the bottom so to see them come back the way that they did there seemed to be a pep and petterson step like there, there's some stuff there i still dude i'm still a believer in guys like horvat and besser yep like in in dude w- <laughs> there's a reason why it's called you got dem code well, and also, um, 
you know, I don't, I don't want to speak too much on it because it's none of our business, but, you know, it did come out that Besser was dealing with some personal stuff this year, which could have affected things. Nice. Yeah, I guess. That, no, like not. It. No, not nice. Like I think is like his his dad is really sick. So. Oh shit! Oh okay. Yeah. Oh well, then yeah. When the personal stuff creeps in, yeah, you never want that. All right. Yeah. So, but either way, not very often am I able to like sit here and go <sighs> over a hockey jerk. This is one of those times where I got it right. And you know what? We've and you know we we When's made my these... parade. Give me my whistle and my well, baton. Well, and you know, we made those predictions, what, seven and a half months ago? Dude, yeah. <laughs> so, credit to us for sticking with it. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we, you know, we're not going to rehash Tweet of the Week because, boom, already did that. Let's see what we got here. So, finally, to get into this, look a look ahead. Can you, at this point right now, can you see... Couture, Eklund, and Dolan as the top line. Would you project somebody else up there? Uh, obviously, Hurdle and Meyer have been something that has worked pretty well along with Barabanov, so I don't know that I would touch that line. And then you go down further, and right now it shows Balser's Benino LeBanc. I think at this point you would drop Benino. I don't, I don't want to say drop it. Maybe you put Benino up there with Couture and Eklund, and you've got uh, Bordalo centering the third line with Balsas and LeBanc. Well, if you put Benino up with Couture, you wonder what happens with Dolan. You wonder where, yeah. what's, what goes on with Noah Gregor. I think Do- <clears throat> Dude, I think like Dolan, Gregor, and Reedy might be the fourth line next year. <laughs> Which, you know, if, it's if not the horrible. Sharks, well, here's the thing: if the Sharks have that balanced of an attack, I'm I'm down for it. Like a Dolan, Reedy, Gregor fourth line, I'm down with it. But my only concern is is Bob or new Whoever. coach. Are they going to be able to balance all the ice time in a way where everybody can make an impact? I, I will tell you, dude. Because I... Jonathan Dolan playing nine minutes a night is useless. When I look at those lines, you know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit? What? First season for Vegas. Where it's like yeah. w- not having a number one line and a two. and, a th- and then No, we're going to have four second lines. Right. Has a very similar vibe to that. If they can get you know, a little more from the blue line, if, Ve- or, uh, if, Vegas, if Vlasic ends up being the highest paid seventh defenseman in the league, so be it. Hataka? Dude, I still... Fucking, for, if it's going to be for our Burns, you know what? Let's say that they get rid of Burns. They 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 find a taker. They they you know they get on fucking uh, what is it? What what's the service that says it's a match at the top? Tinder. To, yeah. So they find you know they do some swiping with Burns and oh Dallas, it's a match, and they figure out something. They get Burns out of here. So what's your top pair? Carlson and Kanijov? Carlson well, and Ferraro? In a in a perfect world, Carlson and Kanijov, but I think Kanijov is going to start next year with the Barracuda. As he should after having, you know, like a year and a half off. Yeah, so I would say probably either Ferraro Carlson or, yeah, probably Ferraro Carlson. <laughs> and, and you know if Bob is here, it's going to be Magna or Malosh and Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you fucking know it, dude. But if it's okay, say that say that uh, status quo along the blue line. It, it's going to be Burns for all. It's going to be 
uh, Carlson Kanijov. It's going to be Vlasic, what, Shimmick? Vlasic Hatika. So, okay, so Shimmick is, so who's, so. Shimmick and, Shimmick and Malosh can battle it out to be the seventh defenseman. And then I think you. But does either if, if you want to send either of those down, they have to clear. Who's claiming them? I know. I'm just pointing out the obvious. <laughs> Right, but so I think so. That you means know, Magna's down, Hotik is down. Well, but the, the biggest Sharks... one, Merkley, is down. Oh, okay. You know what? Back, I totally jammed myself up there. Let's start. <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> let's start over. It's so, and this is assuming we're keeping Burns, right? We yeah. the Sharks are keeping Burns, right? Sure. So, Ferraro Burns. Kanijov Carlson, and then Vlasic, Vlasic Merkley. Vlasic Merkley. And I, I know, I know. And I would say as much as I want Hatika to be in the NHL, I think top line with the Barracuda to start is better than being the Sharks' seventh defenseman. Oh, yeah, because you're going to actually see ice. Yeah, and then so the seventh defenseman for the Sharks, either Shemek or... Shimmick or Malosh, and then Megna, I think if you re-sign him, he goes back to being the Barracuda's captain. I feel like the Sharks, for all the talk about moving Burns, I think they'll probably it'll probably be an easier move to to move Shimmick. I think that's probably the, the yeah, deal but that Burn, ends up getting but done. Burns will get you something in return. Shimmick Absolutely, is, but I Shimmick think... Shimmick is a, at this point, Shimmick is a future considerations thing. Yeah, uh, granted... I still think Shimmick can be a decent five six for the right team, but sure. it's it's in the cost is marginal. You know, maybe you eat a mill on that deal. It's all about freeing up space to get somebody else in. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's just it's it's about freeing up that space. So I I I would sit here and say the likelihood of Shimmick being gone next season is it's more likely than Burns. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Cuz what cuz it's going to be the easier move. I think I think the Shimmick contract is not bad except for the fact that he is one of the he's one of the scratch guys. He's not a regular guy. Right. And I I think if he was a regular guy, it's fine, but because it's a scratch guy, you don't want your scratch guys making almost 3 million bucks. <laughs> you don't? I'm so, so confused. <laughs> All right, so I think we might have come to the end of our longest show ever. Fantastic! What is it? Two hours, forty-five minutes in, but in before in before we set a uh, in before we set a new views record for the fourth time in five weeks. Hey now, in before three hours, pikers, <laughs> <laughs> love it. So uh, I just want to say thanks so much for riding with us this season. As Jerk just alluded to, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I, I it's for me. I think it's called the Jerk Bump. But for <laughs> whatever reason, our views for the Pucknologist every Sunday have increased dramatically over the last four to five weeks. I thank you so much for that. Uh, if we can keep that rolling or increase it, I would love it. It was. It's just. Oh my God! This is just so cool. I can't explain it, which I think makes it a little cooler. But uh, I just thank everybody who joins us every Sunday. Thank you guys so much. We try to have a good time here. We try to give our our honest takes, our non-sugar-coated takes. Whether we agree or not, it's all good. 
Uh, we all we're all friends at the end, and you know, and can have a beer and shoot the shit about anything else. Uh, but I'm just so happy that the way that this entire season went, not for the Sharks, but for Jerk and I <laughs> over the Pucknologists, uh, and I feel like it's only going to get better next season. We uh, we maybe we bring the soundboard back. Haven't had that the entire season. Uh, maybe we incorporate a little more video, give you a little more clips next season, like we did tonight with the Logan and EK and Vlasic stuff, uh, to provide a little more context, but I'm just so tickled the way that, uh, this season has gone and, you know, a show like tonight went two hours, 45 minutes. I don't know about you jerk felt like maybe hour and a half. Yeah, it definitely it flowed by very quickly, and and you know I had the horse eye on the you know live watch the live watchers. You know we, you know, and maybe some people got bored. They're like, oh my god, wrap it up, and that's yeah, fine. Sure, but you oh, know, dude, two and a half, you're two hours forty five. Yeah, I'd be going after, dude. After twenty minutes of me jabbing, my wife is like, wrap it up. Yeah, but you know, sixty people still watching right now, almost three hours in. Like that means something. Hell yeah! Oh, Laurel floating it out, guest host next season. Perhaps maybe we uh maybe we bring somebody into uh jabber jibber jabber for like 10 15 minutes. I think that yeah. that's an interesting idea. Um maybe we uh you know or or just grab uh Ian once he's uh back among the living. We we get him in. Uh maybe a green screen for AJ. What? You don't like my backgrounds? <laughs> what the hell? Maybe hey, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll change my background for next season. Who knows? Because we can change Jerk's background any old time we please. So, uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for riding with us this season. It means more than you know. Again, if you haven't subscribed, please do. Hit the uh, the, the notification bell. Uh, you don't have to, but, you know, at least it'll let you know when we're going. But, hey, it's us, which means that you know Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Uh there you go. That's the alarm. We got to go, everybody. Thanks. We got to go. <laughs> you okay there, Jerk? Oh. I, th I think somebody in the building pulled the fire alarm. Oh, you hate when that happens. All right. So this is going to be a quick in and out. All right. <laughs> so anyway, thank you. Thank you guys so much for uh, for joining. We, we're we going to have some different shit for you next season. We, you know, we always want to keep constantly evolving with this and make it entertaining. So you know that when it's seven o'clock, it's Sunday, you're like, hey, those two slap dicks are talking sharks. I got to go see what the hell they're going to, you know, pull out of their ass this week. That's what we hope for. You know, you join us, crack open a cold one and just like sit there and make fun of whatever happened in sharks hockey that week. And hopefully next season we have a bit more wins to talk about. And maybe the show lasts a bit longer, like, say, into May and maybe a little bit further. So, uh, with oh, man, see, I just I spewed on and I just prattled until somebody sent a super chat. And there's like a tiger coming in hot. All right. Like a tiger. Stay on four hours, cowards. <laughs> uh, come join us on Discord, brother. I don't know. What is $22 Australian? What is that? Like a buck and a half American? I don't know. <laughs> but I love that, dude. Oh, Tyga's been with us for a long time. And that's the whole thing. I see a, uh, I've seen a few new names tonight. Welcome in. Glad that you're here. 
but also one of you know the stick taps to to obviously you know Laurel, who's been ride or die ride or die with us for forever, uh, like a tiger, PJ, Mikey, um, Anthony. I see on here. I've seen that person before on here. Faulty Synapse, of course. Um, you know, Iman's been here forever. Logan Teal, Ricky, Avocado. Uh, you know, a lot of you people have been with us in, in, you know, on the regular Hot Wheels, Julio. Uh, you know, if I didn't, if uh, I see a couple new names and maybe it's new to me, I apologize if you've been here before, but looks like Rizzo. So anyway, uh, oh, okay, so 22 bucks Australian is 15.50. All right, nice. Uh, but yeah, anybody new to the show, uh, I apologize if I didn't get to you. But, you know, the, there's also the regulars that are here. Become a regular if you're new here. You know, join the likes of, of Skyler and Ian and Shoeshine and Seabrook and, uh, and Bozasaurus. You know, we're, we're, we're a good bunch of douches. And uh, when we're not here, we hang out on Discord. So, by all means, join us. Thanks again for being a part of this. Uh, Jerkman, I, I was vamping, hoping that your fire alarm ended. Is it still going? Well, I think the fact that there was no response there tells you all you need to know. <laughs> so thanks everybody for for hockey at hockey underscore jerk. I hope that hockey jerk is safe. You know, that fire alarm going off is a little disconcerting, but for at hockey underscore jerk, I'm AJ underscore strong. Hope you had a fantastic week, a fantastic weekend. Thank you much for spending the last part of your weekend with us. And uh, we're out of here. We'll we'll see you now. When I say that, of course, there will be the draft. There will be uh, a new GM when the, you know, the smoke goes off above SAP Center when they announce a new GM. There, there's going to be a lot of stuff. There's the draft. There's the draft lottery, free agent frenzy, NHL awards, including ours, by the way. We're going to have some awards. Uh, new jerseys, a tour of the new CUDA arena. Uh, basically, when Sharks news breaks, we're here to fix it. So keep an eye out on us. Uh, keep an eye out on us. But for that, when it comes to Pucknologists, we gone. We will see you in October, but there will be some part of us that lingers on during the rest of the spring and summer. Hope you guys have a beautiful and fortuitous spring and summer, but we will catch you all in October. Once again, thanks for joining us. Have an incredible, incredible summer, an incredible off-season that brings you everything that you actually want. As long as it doesn't require a coupon code or is on Fanatics, we're all good. Good night, everybody.